breaks all sociological orders of the culture we're living in now. Because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, oppressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house, but until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk back to me this morning. Guys, I just found a way to get your paycheck. Greetings and salutations. And welcome back to yet another Primal Beast podcast. I am your advocator, your progenitor. Uh, to my brother from, listen man, from one friend to another friend, from one brother to another, double salute to each and every one of you. I'm only here to supply you and provide you with the play-by-play of primal attraction so that you won't have to pay for play. And receive an ego subtraction and a wallet extraction. As always, from me and mine to you and all of yours, I sincerely hope all is well and well is all. I'm wishing you well from the wishing well. Listen brother man, blessings on top of blessings to you. <laughs> Uh, I got a great one today I want to speak about. That little clip I just played was uh, a message of T.D. Jakes about how real men pour in to women. Real men pour in. Uh, This is his Father's Day message. Um, And uh, I'm just going to review it, man. But unlike most podcasters and youtubers and social media influencers they only play that one little clip but i'm going to play the the uh, message in its entirety because there are so many gems to take from this one powerful message uh for many years man i must admit i've always liked the messages of td jakes Uh, I'm not going to always say I agree completely with everything that he has to say, but um, for the most part, I've always tuned in and, you know, people may call him a celebrity pastor, a preacher, whatever, but I truly believe that he's truly anointed by the most high. Um, (laughs) And, you know. And this message that I'm going to play today in this podcast, bro, this is probably going to be one of the most powerful podcast shows that I've ever done. Because a lot of things that he's touching on and he's spoken about and his delivering his message to the congregation. Um, you know, I'm always talking, telling you guys about these little gems, just things that I say all the time. And I'm going to bring that out to you here today. All right. Uh, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your attention. Uh, No matter where you are, what you're doing, as you're under the sound of my voice, thank you so much. Do not forget to hit that cash app, dollar sign, man on man to dime, and become a Patreon subscriber today. And also, the gentleman, please reach out to me for personal consultations. I do this for you. You know, 
Let me say this, bro. That's my greatest reward. Bro, if I could just help one, reach one, teach one, you know, then honestly, man, that's that's worth more than its weight in gold of anything I can ever gain monetarily, anything that I can acquire as far as materialism or anything is concerned. All right. So I just want to tell you that, man, again, man, this is the brotherhood. This is the fellowship. Let's get it. Bear with me here. <laughs> yeah, man, we in here. This breaks all sociological order that the culture we're living in now. Because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. Let me stop this right here. Let me say this, fellas. You know, there's a reason when you guys go to present yourself to a woman, and you engage a young lady. And she's rude. She's not pleasant. She's not meeting you with niceties and pleasantries. She's attitudinal. She's bitter. Comes across as uh, bitchy. This is why. And remember, for those of you that have been listening to me for some time, you know, I'm always saying I don't even expect women to be nice. And some guys will say, man, that's sad, man. You don't expect. No, because I understand, bro. Let me tell you this, bro. I'm here to divulge the game to you guys these days about the contemporary woman. And our new millennium. See, when a woman has to get out here and fend for herself. As Bishop TDJ just said, they're not applauded for their femininity. When a woman has to get out here, how many times we heard women say, I got to be mama and daddy. And a woman has to get out here and what's been going on is that women no longer are working with men. They are competing against men for resources, for housing, for income, as opposed to um, historically and traditionally or conventionally, a woman works side by side with her man. And yes, women are applauded and rewarded for being rough, for being tough. I don't know if you guys remember in the presidential election back in, what was that, 2000, what was that, 8 or 2012, when Sarah Palin, who was running alongside with uh, Senator uh, McClain for the presidency, and she kept referring to herself as a pit bull with lipstick on. And nowadays, man, we got a lot of women that have that mentality. I'm a pit bull with lipstick on. See, bro, women were not meant 
to deal with the streets the way men are. When we look at a man, the most high put it in us to be physically, emotionally, and psychologically at least more equipped to deal with the elements of the business world. To deal with what comes with being a provider. To come what deals with even physically, the toiling, the labor. We're equipped in those three ways, physically, emotionally, and psychologically. And even for men, it gets hard. Even for men, it becomes challenging. But women, feminism wanted to take on that fight because they didn't want to be side by side with their man anymore. Women, they started trading in their aprons for uniforms. Women started changing their tools of, you know, uh, 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 just being, you know, seamstresses. A lot of women can't even sew anymore. They can't even knit, uh, uh, knit quilts anymore. A lot of women don't even know at least five home remedies to take care of a sick child. Because they become more masculine in nature. And this is what the good bishop is talking about and referring to right now. And a lot of women, even in his own congregation, have taken issue with this. And I don't know why. Every day, bro, I got so many women that said meaning to me more and more. Yes, I am masculine. No, we're not. As a whole, we're not feminine. Women are admitting this to me. <laughs> and as I've often told you guys, stop being impressed because a woman has a nice house. Because she can buy her own car. Because she makes her own money, bruh. That's not a woman's true strength. That's not a woman's true um, asset and being a commodity to you. And this is why I've always told you guys this. I'm going to make a very special show about this. That when you come into it, when you enter into a woman's life, and because she has all that, she should be bringing that to you. Because now you are the overseer and the head of her life now. Everything she has, you need to have it in pocket. Because, see, bro, let me say this about a woman submitting to you and surrender. I wasn't even going to go this, this, to this length with this right now. But, see, man, she must surrender all. Not just 50-50. Because, see, the reason why a lot of women can't give you all, because once she's been used, you know, a lot of women brag about me. I've been on my own since I was 18. Now she's 40. I've been on my own for 22 years, taking care of myself, doing this and doing that. When you come into the, the woman's life, she has to understand that I'm dealing with a man, an overseer. She has to learn to trust. She has to learn to give. She has to learn to yield. And this is why women are not what they used to be right here. I told you guys, man, the game changed when women started making their own money. Women will never be what they once were. Because honestly, and as we get further into the sermon today, 
You're going to hear the bishop talk about this. But honestly, most women have been taught wrong about what a man is. Most women only look at men for two things. That's either procreation or the purpose of money. You're either financial instrument to a woman or you're a sexual object. That's what it's become. And this whole thing, even in the dating manosphere, we talk about alpha and beta. That's what it comes down to. The beta male provider and the alpha male breeder. The alpha male lover. The one that she wants to spur. The one that, just even for me, yo, yes, I talk about the sexual dynamics of dealing with the woman sexually. Because I understand that, yes, man, listen. You're not there to be a woman's friend or whatever. And you need to know she's choosing you or she's using you right out the gate. But let's get back into this message here. Let me tell you why women do this also. When a woman walks into the home and she's talking about, I don't need a man for nothing. I want you guys to hear me loud and very carefully with this. Because see, man, game recognize game. You got to recognize game from the dame, bro. When a woman comes home talking about some, I don't need no man. And just as a point of reference, women do need us. Don't ever believe the hype. But see, women understand that as a man, when you take care of her, submission is attached to that. Mm-hmm. Women have women understand, like, man, if I have this man and he's providing for me, I have to walk a fine line of respect and decency. I have to govern myself accordingly, as the scripture says, to govern yourselves accordingly. See, as a man, bro, you got to understand you are the governor of that woman. You are the parishioner of that woman. You are the commissioner of that woman. Oh, but y'all don't hit me though. I know and then someone will try to get slick and say, I'm not married to you. Really? <laughs> and this is why I tell you guys also bro This is the very reason why the only woman I believe that you need to be paying bills for Outside now listen If it's your baby mom you have a child by a woman That's different But outside of that the only woman That you should be paying A car note A house note Credit card bills for Or what have you is your wife See, bro, I'm not anti-marriage. I'm not a, like a lot of these dating coaches and pickup artists who think they know the game but don't know game. Any man that tells you that marriage is a bad deal. No, marriage is not a bad deal. The woman that you married was the bad deal. Marriage is ordained by who? The most high. Of God for who can be against it. But when you marry the contemporary woman. 
when you decide to give yourself and enter into a union with a non-virtuous woman. Non-virtuous meaning she doesn't accept her role as a woman in your life. She rejects femininity. She has an internal conflict and struggle. That's what feminist, feminazi chicks are. They're struggling with their own identity as a woman. And how she should interact with the man. Yes, bro, you're going to end up in divorce court. Yes, she's going to try to take whatever she can. Yes, she's just going to just mentally and emotionally check out because she's not a woman of purpose. A virtuous woman is a woman of purpose. Oh, but y'all don't hear me though, man. <laughs> you guys got to understand this. So see, for all you guys is getting in a 50-50 relationship, let me tell you what it means because game recognize game. See, that's the way for a woman to keep her independence. It's only so much of what you're going to be able to tell her. You're only going to be able to tell her 50% because now she feels that, hey, wait a minute, financially, I've invested into this as much as you have. So you really can't tell me too much. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though. See, when you're dealing with the independent thinking woman that's rewarded for being rough and tough and not rewarded for being meek and mild-mannered, this is what you're going to get, bro. Half a woman. Because she's half on it. All this talk about women talking about, oh, no, I believe marriage is a partnership. Where in the Bible, where in the world or any other civilization has women ever spoken this way about a partnership? No, bro. There's a chain of command here. God, man, woman, child. That's the chain of command. But see, bro, that's why I will tell you it is a Luciferian agenda. When women try to be over a man. When a woman tries to separate from a man. The woman actually came from the man. We look at the man man and woman. Why do you, She's a woman. From the man. Woman from the man. The woman gets her identity from a man. That's why y'all meet women. Brother, and it's hard. When you ain't meet a woman... And you ask her, who are you? It's hard for her to answer. I'm me. I'm unique. How do you describe yourself? Boss, chick, no identity. How do you describe me? I'm unique. Nothing. No substance. Because a man hasn't poured into her. Oh, man, we're going to get into this today, man. Bishop T.D. Jakes. Real men pour in. <laughs> You guys really must understand what y'all dealing with. I told you, bro, if you only got half a woman, you got no woman at all. Oh, man, I'm a in a 50-50 relationship. Bro, that's a partnership. That's some roommate. Bro, me and my me and one of my player partners right now can get a nice big uh, mansion or whatever and go half on the rent and go half on bills. Does that mean we're in a relationship? Of course, no. We're just roommates. I could put an ad up on Marketplace or wherever and say I'm looking for three roommates. 
Does that mean that that's a relationship? No, it isn't. And that's what you guys are dealing with. That ain't your woman. <laughs> she's just a partner. And when she's a partner, she can get apart from you and give herself to another man or a woman, anything, or uh, another cause, another organization, because you ain't got her in pocket. Because she's not invested into you. Because see, here's the problem, man. A lot of women don't understand. A woman, you must make your woman understand that no, this is a one thing. It's no longer me, myself, and I. See, women operate a lot of broad nowadays. They operate in I, me, myself, and I. A lot of women, y'all, me, they're not thinking about you. She's not thinking about anything she can do for you. It's all about what you can do for her. But you got to change that. See, bro, when I walk into a woman's life, I'm like, baby, today is a new day. Oh, it's a new dawn. All that other stuff that you were doing before me. No, this is how it is right now. If I'm going to take a chance on you because you asked for this, this is why I tell you guys, man, always maintain the power position. Never ask a woman to be with you. But see, when a woman is coming to you and saying, I want to be with you, I want you to be my man. She's more in a position of yielding and giving. You have a lot better chance of indoctrinating that woman than you asking her, oh, what are we doing? Do you want to marry me? Do you want to be with me? No, 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 no. You walk in power and dominion. You work in purpose and dominion. So I tell you guys, don't wake up in the morning thinking about marriage and relationship because a lot of women ain't thinking about it. They have their, and it's all short term, they have their careers to validate them. She hides behind a title. I'm a dental hygienist. She hides behind a title. I'm a corporate attorney. She hides behind a title. I'm a, you know, a podiatrist. She hides behind a title of what she is, just like a lot of men hide behind a title of what they are. But it's about who I am. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though, man. <laughs> oh, y'all do. He who has an ear, let him hear and adhere to this good word of game today. Let's get it. Let me say this, fellas. Men, real men, masculine men, men of purpose, men of God, men of value, men of valor, men of integrity, men of wisdom, men of knowledge. Do pour in to women. But I want to say this, bro. You're pouring in. Is not just. Exclusively. And primarily. Financially. A lot of you guys. A lot of men. Think the only way to contribute to a woman's life. And her well-being and her sustenance is financially. 
And as a man, I'll be the first to tell you, man. And especially nowadays, this is never more true. A lot of women are making their own money. So let's say you meet a woman and she's not struggling financially. Let's say she has been left an inheritance. Let's say you meet a woman and maybe she's a famous woman uh, singer like a Sierra. Although she married a, a rich man and, uh, you know, the football player, Russell Wilson. But. Let's say you met a Oprah Winfrey, who's a billionaire. Let's say you met one of the Kardashians. And I'm just thinking of women that. You know, that are famous, but have money. What would you have to pour into a woman that doesn't need you monetarily? For the woman that says, hey, I got my own money. I got my own car. She's Miss I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T chick. What do you have to pour into her spiritually? What do you have to pour into her emotionally? What do you have to pour into her Physically, what do you have to point to her intellectually? If she's worthy, let me tell you guys this, man, and we're going to get back to the good bishop in a minute. I want to make this perfectly clear. However, every woman is not worth you pouring into her. Get it, got it good. Let me say that again. Every female that you come across is not worth your investment of you emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, financially, physically, or even sexually. Yeah, let me yeah, let me put that in there. Or even anatomically. Let me throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, the anatomic pleasure. Meaning putting your anatomy into a woman, your male anatomy, anatomy into her female anatomy. I want you all to understand this, bro. That's why I tell you guys about being selective, about dealing with the women. It's on you, bro. A lot of guys choose wrong, but we always get mad talking about, oh, women choose wrong. Men choose wrong also. You chose the wrong woman to pour into. Every woman is not ready to receive you because she's filled. Her vessel is already filled up with so much junk, so much gunk, so much hurt, so much trauma, so much, you know, um, independent feminist, feministic programming and ideologies. She doesn't have enough room to receive. She can't re receive. She can only refuse. It's too much because her cup overrunneth <laughs> with a feministic ideal. Her cup overrunneth with the misunderstanding of who you are as a man because she doesn't even understand who she is as a woman. She doesn't even understand how to serve as a woman. She doesn't understand how to, at times, how to stand down to a man, how to yield. How to be kind. How to give. Doesn't understand her purpose as a woman. And a woman's real purpose is serving her man. And together. 
We enjoy the fruits of this life. So I just thought I would throw this in there. Let's get back into it, man. Men, real men are an asset. They pour in. Bro, let me say, everybody talk about real men, bro. Say that you're a man or you're not. We don't have to do this whole thing of if you're an alpha male, a sigma male, a beta male, a delta male, a gamma male, a zeta male. It's either you're a man or you're not. Males are born, but men are made. That's what I'm talking about becoming a what? A made man of destiny. See, you're made through your trials and tribulations. Trying to figure out this thing called life. You're made through your failures. Yeah, man. You're made at the times that you broke. You ain't got all you got is a pocket full of lint and not one red cent. You're made through your embarrassing moments. Embrace them. Laugh at them. That's what's making you. In the word in the in the, in the Bible, it says that iron sharpeneth iron. How you ever gonna get sharp if you never fail? How you going to get sharp if you never told no, was told no? How you going to get sharp if you never tasted your own blood? You never had cuts, scrapes, and bruises. You never dealt with rejection. Because, see, that's when you sharpen yourself and go back to the lab and say, man, I got to get better. I got to do better. I got to be more productive. I got to get a skill. I got to learn this game. I got to learn how to be the best doctor or electrician or, you know, pharmacist or, you know, a uh, preacher, a brother, a father, a uncle or son or brother or friend. Have to learn. Have to learn how to be a better, you know, boyfriend or someday husband. It's in your times of a, 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 a failure your times of insecurity that's gonna make you sharp so that you can be an asset not just to a woman but just in life in general everyone you come in contact with you're blessing them you have a Midas touch it's something about you that's different there's something about you that's original something peculiar and unfamiliar about you man don't just walk through life being the same person you were. You should not be the, in the same mental state. The same mind frame today that you were three years ago or five years ago. Striving to be one day better each and every day. One percent better each and every day, Jack. That's where, that's where it comes down to. But let's get it. We're going to have a good time. Jesus is teaching and he's talking to his disciples about his father. He's having a Father's Day moment with his sons. He says, as the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Listen to that. Don't go to nothing else. As the Father have loved me, in the same proportion, so means in the same proportion, so have I loved you. If he loved me little, I loved you little. Let me say this, bro. About love. Love. 
When Jesus said in that passage of scripture, so as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. He's talking about what we refer to in today's language as the agape love of God. That agape love. That unconditional love. The labor of love. Let me tell you guys something, man, about even dealing with women. A lot of women tend to, females these days, man, tend to love men out of convenience. Not that true agape love. See, when you hear a lot of people talk about love, they're talking about that eros love. That romantic love. That's important, too. But that agape love. Loving ain't easy, bro. Loving is labor. And see, everybody wants relationships. Everybody, and especially a lot of women that you guys are coming across, they want that. You know? But they don't understand the labor of love. That's the ultimate token of love. The ability to forgive you, bro, even if you do fuck, even if you do have sex with another woman. The ability to love you through all of your flaws and your missteps and your mishaps. And the same thing for you as well, that God pay love. But God is love. The only way you're going to have that real feeling, loving relationship, and this is why I tell you guys, man, that real candor. That's, and that's why I tell you guys, man, listen. The only woman that you should seriously, seriously consider for marriage as a woman of God. If this woman is not submitted to the most high, if she does, because she doesn't understand that God is love, love is God, the love of God. She can never have the love of you. She can never be in love with you. All people talking about, oh, man, love don't exist, man. Men, we can't love. When I say men, I'm talking about not just the, the male gender. I'm talking about men as, as far as mankind. We can't love like that. Yes, we all tend to love out of lust. We all tend to love out of the pride of life, out of vanity. Out of what can you do for me? People, know, people, you know, it's impossible for the flesh, the carbonated flesh, the 666, to love out of just unconditional. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's impossible. See, even when I talk about a woman loving you for who you are, not what. You what you are, what you can do for her. You know, what I'm talking about is a woman just basically liking you. She admires you. The way that you look, your physique, your style, your charm, even your energy. But that shit wears off. But that can come and go. Excuse me, I didn't mean... <laughs> I didn't mean to use a profane word. But yeah, it wears off. 
Likewise with you, man. You may meet a woman. You may like everything about her because men have a tendency to, man, we have a tendency to fall in love with the image of a woman. And that's why I always tell you guys, man, separate the trees from the forest. Look at the inner of the woman, the intellectual and the emotional beauty of the woman. So I just thought I would clear that up and, you know, just add that in there when it talks about so have I, you know, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. That agape love. Let's go. Have loved me, I reduplicated that in my life. What was modeled in front of me, I repeated. So all I did was communicate to you as he has communicated unto me. Later in Galatians, you will hear Paul talking to you about communicating with those who teach you in all good things. And he's talking about giving to people who teach you because you cannot give what was not poured into you. As the Father have loved me. Pause. Let me say this, bro. Again, you cannot give what was not poured into you. Let me let me examine this real quick. This is why home training. And your upbringing is so critically important because that's the time in your life when you're the most tender and you and, and what's poured into you at those delicate, tender, innocent ages. From your first day of birth, really all the way up until the age of, I would say, 18. These are your training grounds. This is what's going to determine the type of character an individual I'm going to be. My home training. What was I exposed to? Whether good or bad. Whether invigorating or traumatizing. Whether, you know, positive or negative. This is why you always hear child psychologists tell you what happens in your childhood sets the premise of the type of adult and a type of human being this individual is going to be. And this is why parents, a lot of you guys understand my voice, when people can do better financially, they want to put their child in a better environment, in a better community, in a better school system. Because of that right there. Development. Childhood development. We're talking about pouring in. Your dad, your mom pours in to you. Common decency. But as a man, bro, let me say this. I wanna I wanna specifically address us men folks, because that's who this pie, that's who my show is for. I'm a man. So I reason, I think, and I behave as a man. <laughs> a lot of you guys are men Not males, but men I want to talk about character development We're talking about pouring in Who pours ultimately into a man? Yes, we know the father does Absolutely, your dad But men, we get our cues from the most high That's the man that's above us and when the most high pours into us, we can pour into your woman. You can pour into your children. Come on now, y'all don't hear me? <laughs> because men are assets to women. I've always told you this. Men, listen, we are a woman's greatest human resource in a community.
Everything begins with the man. If the man is not leading that community, what do you have? What we see now, chaos, thuggery, harlotry, chaos. Everything is discombobulated. Because as a man, you are the discipline. As a man, you are the enforcer. Believe it or not, bro. Let me say this, man. I don't give a damn if you're living with a woman. And those kids ain't your kids. And see, thank God, man. I had some, I had a old, I mean, I had some pimping that put me on this game a long time ago as a young man. He said, you the man of that house. You the enforcer. As a man, you're the disciplinary. Women are the chaos, but we are the order. Just tell y'all know what this is, man. Let's go. So have I loved you, continue ye in my love. Next verse. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. So there's a, there's a discipline component in it. It's not just emotion. It's not just love. It's not just feeling. There's a discipline component to it. Thank you. <laughs> Ain't God good? Look at this. The bishop, the good bishop again, tells us there's a discipline component in love. Now, I've always told you guys, and I talk about emotional maturity, discipline. You got to even be disciplined to know who deserves your love and who doesn't. And men, actually, bro, we don't love women with just money. Listen, you have no business loving a woman the way a woman loves you. Men, we love differently than women. Yeah, bro. Women love out of security. Women love out of emotionalism. How she feels. <laughs> Men, we love out of discipline. See, when I tell a woman something to improve her, that's really me loving her. If you look at a woman, it's not about condemning. I'm talking about your woman. I ain't talking about just going on online and everything and talking about women being overweight and out of shape and wearing the weaves and being ratchet and being thoughts and being ghetto. No, that's not love. That's con condemnation because you don't know that woman. You're not dealing with that woman uh, interpersonally. You're not dealing with that woman intimately. I'm talking about the women that you deal with. The woman that's right in your face. That comes to you, maybe she is a lot of a little bit loud and rambunctious. She speaks out of turn. She gets out of pocket. You see her letting herself go. See, but you come to her with love and you straighten her up. You tighten up, you tighten her up. Hey, listen, come here, come here, come here. Come here, sweetheart. Let me holler at you. All that loud stuff, that's no way to behave. See, bro, when I talk about checking a woman. It's not always trying to go hard and be some type of gorilla pimp, pimp with it. No, no, no. I'm not talking about pulverizing a woman. Checking a woman is checking her on her bad behavior, meaning you giving her correction. And in giving correction, you're giving her, you know, newfound game in life on how to carry herself better if she wants to be with a man like you. On all that loud talking, no, no, we don't do that. Next time I see you, I don't want you pounding on my door like no man and everything. You ring the doorbell and change the tone of your voice. Don't talk to me like that. 
I need to see you as a woman. You got to be feminine with me at all times. See, that's holding the line. That's how we love women. We love women through discipline and giving her the commandment of being with you because in the word commandment is man. <laughs> that's how you manage a woman. In the word manage, the prefix of that is man. This is all part of a part of manhood. Let's get it. You can't just turn the kids over to her. Because she's a gifted nurturer. And she will nurture things that she later regrets. That's why there are two of you. And that's why you have to be released to play your role. And she plays her role. And together we balance the home. Uh-oh. The doc said a, a mouthful there. You know, bro, that's why I tell y'all, man. Men, we lose when we just play the baby, the baby daddy role. You're just the breeder. But you're not the disciplinarian. You're not the enforcer because you're outside the home. Uh-oh. I told you, man. <laughs> You will not leave here the same way you can. This is probably going to be one of the most powerful shows to date. Right here on the most extraordinary show in the world, the Primal Beast Podcast. Let me say this, man. He's absolutely right. And we say that every day, how women nurture things that necessarily they don't want to nurture, meaning they create their own monster. Turning girls into boys and boys into girls. That's what happens when there's no father around, no enforcer around. I mean, we are shapeshifters. When there's not that shapeshifter to form, to mold your children. A lot of you guys, y'all trying to mold women, but y'all don't want to mold your own kids. You don't want to mold your own son and your own daughters. Or your own nieces or nephews of when you're around them, when you're with them. It takes a village after all, right? But that's what women are. They're nurturers. That's why I tell you guys, man, it's not your woman's job to have the ambition. It's not her job to be focused on the growth and the family. That's your job. You're the provider. You're the disciplinarian. You're the shapeshifter. But when you hand your child over to your kids... They all are going to be a, behave and think just like her. Because now, especially with your son, she's pouring that feminine energy into him. And she ends up nurturing something that, unfortunately, she didn't mean to nurture. That's why a woman can never raise a male child. And, sometimes, and even with their own daughters, a lot of women, they nurture something inside of their daughter and create their own monster. Because they nurtured her to be, you know, more natured and nurture. To be, do it on your own. Be independent, be just like me, be strong, be a pit bull with lipstick on. And we all know what the female pit bull is with lipstick on, I don't have to say it. Because what is a female dog called? So they raised her with that energy. So again, with both the boys and the girls, she nurtures up uh, them to be something she don't want them to be. 
Because honestly, men, we're there for character building and development. The old school would always say, my only job is to keep my boy out of jail and keep my girl off the stripper pole. That's how the old school men used to think. And that's why, honestly, if a man is trying to stay in his home, maybe him and his wife, they're going through things. That's why I say it's a very noble thing for a man to say, I'm going to stay here for my kids. Because he understands the presence of being a father. He understands that he's a shapeshifter. He understands they need that discipline. And that's the, the balance. The yin and the yang in the home. The masculine and the feminine energy. Kids need both. They don't just need to be with the mama all of the time. Kids need both. They just don't need to be with the father all of the time. They're seeing a man and a woman individually and they're seeing them collectively when i'm with mom going to the store this is how it is when i'm in dad going down the street to handle some business this is how a man is and this is how a woman is and they can grow up being more balanced but nowadays especially in the black community or whatever they said what 80 percent of the children are living in a single family in a single home led by a woman not even seeing, not being exposed to masculine energy. Don't even understand how a man thinks, how a man sees life, how a man, you know, like me coming up. What my mom would tell me would be totally something different than what my dad would say about the same situation. And I made it, but that's normal. See, bro. As a man, you got to stop expecting a woman to see life how you see it. Because you know what? Life is different for both men and women. That's why I tell you guys all the time. You can't give your, your son the same daughter that you gain that you would give your daughter about dating and relationships or about life in general. Because why? More is always expected more of a man. Really, all a woman has to do is really cooperate. But know who to cooperate with. A man has to create. People don't feel sorry for men in this world. You don't see men standing in line to go and get public assistance. For every one man that's doing it, you got about 15 women that's going to get public assistance. Men, we have always understood like, no, nah, man, I got to go work. The pride of a man. The ego of a male. The male ego won't even allow him to receive government assistance. A public assistant, unless he has some type of disability, unless he's sickly or something like that. Outside of a man is a well able body, he's like, nah, I ain't, we don't even think like that. But not a woman. When a woman gets down and out, I told you she's thinking about some man that she can screw a deal with, or a rich man, or where can I go and receive aid or whatnot. Now, I know things have changed a little, a lot, because like I said, women are making their own money. But still, if a woman gets down and out versus a man getting down, I'm talking about a man is down to his last penny and a woman is down to her last penny. She's going to get aid and that man is probably going to go rob, steal, kill, or get it by hook or by crook to go get that money. And that's the fundamental difference between men and women. And that's why when you hand your woman, your, your children with your baby mama 80, 90% of the time. You're only getting them on the weekends. Let's say you got your child over the summer. 
That's only three months out the year. They're still with her the other nine months out the year. Annually, they're still with her 75% of the time. So you're only getting a quarter percent of the time with your child. But let's go, man. Let's get back to the good bishop. Man, listen to the good bishop. I have rules. She has nurturing. This is why they always say, man, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. And it doesn't just come down to the paternity. See, it's mama's baby because mama will always love her child no matter how bad he is. Yeah, she may fuss at him and she may, you know, chastise him and chastise her or whatever. But at the end of the day, mama always begins and ends with love because that's my baby. See, it's always daddy's maybe because you know, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Even my own dad. See, you piss daddy off too much because he has rules. Daddy ain't going to even want to talk to you or deal with you. Not because he doesn't love you. But see, the daddy love, the, the love of a father is more of a tough love to shake you up, to tighten you up. It ain't just no nurturing, oh, daddy's maybe. No, sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, man. You go to jail, your daddy will let you sit in there, man. Yeah, he got the bond money. No, man, I'm going to teach him a lesson. What, here, two weeks? All right, good. See, with mama... Mama gonna look at daddy, they gonna get into it. Because mama gonna be like, you better go get my son out of there. Oh no, he ain't about to sit in there. I'm going to, I'm going down there to bail him out. And daddy's just sitting back shaking his head. He didn't listen. He didn't adhere and adhere to that, to what I told him. Yeah, that's my baby girl, I love her. And we all know that, if, you know, if you're a father, man, you got a daughter, you know, we, <laughs> there's a soft spot. That a man always has for his daughter. But even then he's going to show his daughter some tough love every now and then. When daddy just ain't messing with you. He don't want to hear from you. He don't want to talk to you. Another because, because that's how we show our love as a man. We got to feel that coldness. That's what shapes you up. Like dang I really messed up this. I better not ever do that again. And this is why kids can always manipulate their mothers better than they can their fathers because they play on her emotionalism. They play on that mama's baby. She's always going to bail him out. She's always going to get him out of trouble. She's always going to go down there and get her daughter, get her baby, and say, oh, she may be mad, but she, man, oh, you get on my nerves. Mama going to love you through the end of time. <laughs> Let's go, man. I must admit this, man. Let me tell you this. This is why I always tell you guys, man. 
What's your purpose? Really, bro, our purpose in life is not doing God's will. It's doing the most high's will. Keeping his commandments. See, bro, I'm not here to get off into your, your religiosity. I only speak about spirituality. That's it. Whatever you want to believe in or whatever, that's on you. What's your spirituality? My walk with the most high is about spirituality. It's not about religious protocol. It's not about religious bigotry and, you know, what my denomination is. See, because all that does, listen, religion just created a big divide across the world. A lot of times we can't even come together because, oh, I'm Baptist and you're Kojic. Oh, I'm Christian and you're Islam. I can't deal with you. Oh, I'm atheist and you're, you know, um, you know, Mormon. No, we don't. And the Bible talks about the body of Christ. And I know there's a lot of big divide about Jesus. Was he black? Was he white? Was he real? He's a fictional character. But we ain't going to get that. Listen, I'm going to tell you it's like this, man. As a man, you get the, your purpose from a higher power, from a creator. That knows all and that sees all. That's what I will tell you. And if you want, all I'm going to tell you all this is, man, if you want your life to go well, just make sure that you're working in the divine purpose of the creator of the most high. That's what I will tell you. And that's all I got to say about that. Hey, uh, I'm coming back with part two of this. Listen, bro, we probably going triple over time today because there are so many gems that Bishop T.D. Jakes had within this message and uh yeah bro we gonna really get into it double salute to each and every one of you part two coming up yeah yeah these things have i spoken unto you that you that, that my joy might remain in you that when i look at you i'm glad and that your joy and that your joy might be full those are two joys in that text he said, I've spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. That I Let me say this also, fellas. I have to be honest. There's a reason why I know guys like myself, many of you don't even the church attend church services as regular. I know some of you are still avid um, Church goers, are you going to your places of worship? Let me say this. Because in the West, as currently constructed, how it is, I must admit, bro, a lot of the Christian congregation churches have catered more to women than they have to men. In fact, when you look at Islam, the Hebrew Israelites, I must admit, bro, Although I am of more of a Christian belief system, understanding the spirituality of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I got to be honest. I feel that Islam is much more masculine than what a lot of Christian churches are. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all, man. And, and a lot of... You know, Christian churches, it's nothing to see 
you know, <laughs> zesty meals of preaching, teaching, directing, leading, and attending these churches. When I see the nation, the men in the nation with Farrakhan, when I look at the uh, more of the orthodox Islam, uh, um, Muslims from Africa and Iraq and Iran and Pakistan and all over, you know, in the Far East, I see men that look like men, they walk like men, they behave like men, they stand like men, they speak like men. I'm just going to keep that a buck with y'all. The Hebrew Israelite, even though I may not agree with their spiritual belief system, I respect how they hold up the, the banner of masculinity. There's nothing more beautiful to God than a masculine man. For in the word it says that the man was created in the image of the most high. And that the man is the glory of God. So I know a lot of you guys, you listen to a, a T.D. Jason, any Christian preacher, you get to roll in your eyes. Because I understand this. That a lot, let me let me say this, bro. While we're here. <laughs> I must admit, a lot of preachers they do pander to the needs and the wants of women from a business standpoint. It makes perfect sense. Most church goers, most congregations. I would say 80% of the congregation are women of all ages. Of all ages. Single, married, single mothers, divorced. Of all ages. And I have to be honest. What are women? Women are nothing but emotion. Emos. All in their emos. See, there's one preacher that I really, uh, really love and admire and respect, and that's Pastor Geno Jenkins out of Philadelphia. Now, if y'all haven't heard him, man, go check him out. He's one of the most masculine preachers of our day and time. And another thing, you know, I, I admire about him because he actually has men sitting in his congregation. Men all surrounded on, on a pulpit and everything. In the most churches, you don't see that today. You normally see maybe 80% women and only 20% men. And the 20% men that are there, I just keep it on a buck. Usually it's one, they have one foot in the grave and the other foot in the banana, on a banana peel. Or the guys that are there, the males that are there, they're so effeminate. And that's why a lot of these women that go to these churches, they don't want those men. They know those guys are a little sus. They're a little zesty. They don't feel that masculine energy. And that's why you got so many women that's in church. They'll still singly quiet as kept. They still dealing with a quote unquote guy from the street, a pookie, a Ray Ray, or some guy that's not even attending that service. Just keep it a buck with y'all. 
So anytime you have a uh, you know a message like this being brought to you, my uh, T D Jakes man, it's a very imp uh, you know it's it's very refreshing because you just don't see that nowadays. Because so many preachers have learned, they they understand the bottom line. Women are the givers. They are my really not. They're not just members. They're my customers. Yeah, man, that's what churches have become a business. We all can see that. We all know that churches have become more of corporations. Faith Temple Inc., Apostolic Faith Inc. That's what they become. That's what it is. So they're not gonna. They're not gonna hold the line and tell women you need to be married. Because they want the women looking up to them. You want to be the father. You want to be her man. It's a spiritual thing. Yes, and we all know about the preachers that's sleeping with a lot of women in their congregation. Knocking up two or three different women that they weren't even married to. Maybe these preachers were married and had, had, had an affair right there within the, in the church. See, this is all the, all the, you know, messiness and all of the, you know, malarkey that's going on. And a lot of these churches right now in the U.S. and Canada and throughout the, and throughout the entire Western culture, through the U.K., Western Europe, Eastern Europe, yo, yeah, man. <laughs> so now y'all know what this is. But let's get back into it, man. We're going to really get heavy into some things right now. Your desires, your attitudes. Can anybody see Jesus' love in the way you love? No, I, and, I, and I talked about this in the first segment of this show that no, a lot of people don't have that Jesus love that uh, they don't have that agape love, the love of God in them. And if that's not in you. Listen, bro, you're not going to be able to love nobody for real. And if that's not in the person, they're not going to be able to love you for real. That's why I tell you guys, man. The love of God in your life is what you need. That's the only thing that's going to really fulfill you. When people lose their hope in life, a lot of times because, not because of what I don't have, it's not because of I'm not accomplished or a success. Listen, rich people delete and terminate their lives the same way poor people do. So what would be the difference? That's why they tell you money don't make you happy. Having a relationship don't make you happy. Having that career that you want or driving that car or things don't make you happy. Because at the end of the day, bro, we're spirit. And that spirited love you got to get from the most high. He's the only one that can fill that up with you, in you. When you're charming now, now you're the light, the light of the beast. See, man, I love myself because the love of God is in me. I love you guys with this, even though I talk about this game, man, I just have a genuine love for people because the love of God is in me. And I don't mean that hey, if somebody come my way, I ain't going to defend myself. And I don't mean I ain't going to carry that pistol and protect myself. But what I'm not going to do is never hurt a man, a woman or a child. And, and shed innocent blood because I'm a humanitarian. The only way you could be in a humanitarian, you got to have some love of God in you to preserve sustenance, maintaining and sustaining. 
Bro, when you love yourself, you don't put all that poison and cigarettes and alcohol and drugs inside of you because your body is a temple. That's committing suicide. And God has given us the gift of life. That's the most precious thing that you have is your life in and of itself. Everything else is up to you. Oh, you want to be rich? That's up to you. It ain't up to God. See, this is the thing that a lot of see all these preachers, even in these churches, talking about this prosperity teaching. That's what they're not telling people. God gave you the greatest thing ever, and that's life. And that's why the Most High always talked about everlasting life. Living on in this life, the afterlife. Eternal life. Life in and of itself is the greatest gift and the greatest blessing that you can have. We all going to go through something, bruh. Whether it's our fault or whether it's something that's not our fault. Because this is only a test. In this world, earth is ground zero, bruh. It's the midway. Listen, bro, it's just the midtime point between going up or going down. It's the midpoint. You got to understand. See, everybody always talking about the universe. When you look at the universe, that's what earth is, bruh. It's the coming together of both the physical and the spiritual. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though. <laughs> I get deeper with that and give you references and everything, but I just don't have the time right now. But understand that love. That's why the Bible says Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. You can't see, bro, if a person really don't love themselves, how can they ever love you? Because the love of God is not in them. See, bro, I am a lover. Even when I tell you guys, bro, listen, there's nothing wrong with being a lover. But the problem is that when you guys, y'all meet a woman, for an example, and you just, you know, loving a woman, but, but you're not understanding that she love you. That's what we talk. I talk so much about a man having self-esteem. That is the cure for your simping. That is the cure for you getting played and everything. Because see, really, bro, you're not loving that woman. A lot of times, y'all lusting after that woman. Let's get back into this. I'm gonna I'm get more into this. Oh, it's gonna be tight today. This is my commandment that you love one another one another as I have loved you. You keep saying you're misunderstood. You're not misunderstood. You mean. <laughs> He's right about that. Some people will say, I'm just misunderstood. No, you just mean. You're not misunderstood. We understand exactly and perfectly who you are. No, you're selfish. Oh, no, we understand perfectly and clearly who you are. Oh, no, you're cold. Oh, no, we understand perfectly and clearly who you are. You see, you're, you want to hurt people because you're hurt. And hurt people hurt people. Bro, if you've been hurt, you got to go get yourself cured. You got to go get yourself fixed. Because all you're going to do is transfer that energy and that emotion to someone else. Because now, if I've been wounded and I've been hurt, and I've never gotten closure, I've never gotten healed, I've never gained any perspective from that, I'm going to carry that same pain, that same hurt to another individual. 
Because after all, misery loves company. So if I'm hurt, I got to hurt somebody else. See, this is how the flesh is. This is just human nature. The human condition. Anytime I talk about the flesh, we're talking about human nature, human condition. To always want to get back. Now, for me, bro, I got to be honest. I've always said I've been misunderstood, but not from a standpoint of me being rude, me being cold, and me having to shield up and everything and trying to get back at somebody because somebody else hurt me. And that's why I tell you guys this, man. Anyone that has hurt you, do it before that person passes. Go get that closure. Go let that individual know, hey, man, mom, dad, friend, brother, sister, whoever. You hurt me. Even if they don't want to acknowledge it. It's not about them acknowledging. It's about your closure. It's about your release. You got to release that hurt. You got to release that pain. Like right now, bro, you ever had somebody that walked up to you and was disrespectful? Let's say it's your job. And you went home that whole night. You couldn't even think. You couldn't even sleep. You couldn't even eat. You were so angry because you like, oh, if I could just take that moment back. I can't wait to get to work tomorrow to go in and, and check this person. Anybody that ever happened to? Maybe back in your school days, maybe somebody walked up to you and pushed you in and maybe you ain't do nothing. Or you just blew it off. But then later on, on your way home, you're like, man, I'm about to go whoop this mother. <laughs> Anybody? And that's why I tell you guys, man, deal with things in the moment. Don't let nobody get away with nothing. Because that's how people get hurt. That's how people, you know, start to get hard. And you start taking your frustrations out on other people because hurt people hurt people. So now, let's say you're a man, right? And here you are at work and your boss has offended you. Now you go home to your girl. You want to take out that frustration on her because I got to get it out. Oh, no, I took that off of somebody. I ain't letting nobody else get back. When you need to go back to the other person that offended you, the other person that hurt you. That way you can abide in love. You not got a chip on your shoulder all the time. When I see people with chips on their shoulder and traumatized and trying to act all hard, I'm like, man, somebody hurt that man. Somebody hurt that girl. Somebody hurt that woman. Ain't my problem. Better go get it solved out. Because let me tell you something. What happens when you deal with that hurt? You walk around with that energy. You're putting your position in it. You're putting yourself in position to get hurt by somebody else. You had beef with this person, but now you got beef with this other individual. You see, they may not be playing with you. <laughs> yeah man this happens every day but this goes back to what the good bishop just said man again that hey abiding in love and loving yourself when you love yourself, bro, there's no way you can allow someone to take advantage you see I love myself too much I know who I am and what I'm worth I don't really care that much about friendship I don't to let a person walk all over me. I don't care that much about a relationship. To let a woman walk all over me. To neglect me and reject me. And only give me half. Because that would be low self-esteem. I don't care that much about people or a job. To stay at this place and let people. That's why I tell you guys to get a skill. 
See, when you have a skill, bro, that gives you freedom to walk away and say, I don't have to take this. I can go work for myself. Oh, any, any place to hire me because I, I'm an asset. I'm not just a day laborer. I'm not just in production folding boxes and taping up and just moving this and moving that. No, I have a real technical skill. I have a real, you know, expertise. I'm an engineer. I don't have to accept this. I'm a, you know, computer programmer. I don't have to deal with that. Because it puts you in position of never having to just take things off of people. Even money, bro. That's why you want to get your finances together. See, when you when you are dependent, people can come in and take advantage of you because they know you need them. Even in your relationship, that's why I tell you guys, man, never need a woman. When you met her, you ain't got a car, help and get one. You meet a woman, you ain't heard of, you better hurry up and trying to get a job because after a while, what's going to happen is that she's going to, you know, take advantage of your weakness. Try to cut off your water. But I don't want to get it too far away from it. Let's get back to the message. You are not being misunderstood. You're hateful. Love is never misunderstood. Who misunderstands love? Nobody. But I got to say this. I may have to disagree with the bishop, but let's go on. Let me say this. Love can be misunderstood. See, bro, love. I, man, I didn't know I was going to get to this. I never heard this message in its entirety. I just said, man, let me go off the, off the rip with this. Let me do shoot it from straight from the hip. Listen, bro, love is both about giving and receiving. A lot of people, a lot of women that y'all going to be dealing with may not be ready to receive the love that you have. And that's why it's hard for women to even understand why me. When you give a woman that honor, calling her a wife, you give her the honor. You want to fly her out over here and over there and do all this extra stuff, bro. If she doesn't believe that she deserves that, bro, it can be misunderstood. A woman can easily mistake your kindness for simpery. Your kindness for weakness. Your love for... Uh, 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 um. Uh, you're desperate. So that's why I tell you guys, man, y'all meet a woman, stop trying to meet women and trying to impress them with gifts and what you can do for her and what you're willing to do for her because a lot of bros going to take that the wrong way. Oh, he's a sucker. Oh, he ain't nothing but a lick. I have more value than him. Oh, I'm doing charity because even women understand, why is this man doing all this for me? I haven't shown him anything. Why? Because I'm pretty? Because I got a nice butt? Because I got that apple bottom? Because I got that teardrop? <laughs> because he thinks I'm cute? And you play yourself cheap. So yes, you may call yourself genuinely loving this woman. But she takes it as this dude's a sucker. I haven't done anything. I ain't even had sex with him. I haven't invested any time, energy, ever. Even women understand. They'll never tell you this. Because she got to keep the bad coming. She'll never tell you this because women have always been taught a man. Should, that's what a man's supposed to do. He's supposed to be stupid. He's supposed to be a sucker. He's supposed to be generous. 
You're not commit even if you're not committed to him. That's how you know he should be willing to put out to get you to commit to him, to put his bid in. Even if you're not exclusive to him. So a lot of times, bro, you may call yourself really loving a woman. That's what we call a simp. A man that's gullible for the affection and the attention and, and, and the uh, amorous affair with a woman. That's what, that's what a simp is. A man that's gullible for a woman. And that's why she can look at you as a simp. So yes, I must, I, <laughs> respectfully, I got to disagree with the bishop on that one statement. But let's get into it. But you absolve yourself saying they just don't get me. No, you don't get you. Greater love have no man than this. Now he's going deeper. He's going for the throat. That a man lay down his life for his friends. He said the epitome of love is sacrifice. God. Uh-oh. I talk about my RSS feed. Respect. Servitude and what sacrifice? That's what a woman must greet you with, come into your gates with, bro. That's sacrifice. Now, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice, but see, obedience is her servitude towards you and for you. That's the obedience, but that sacrifice also. It didn't say sacrifice wasn't important, it said obedience is better than sacrifice. But after the servitude, what is the woman willing to sacrifice for you? See, that, see, that's the ultimate token of love, that sacrifice. What sacrifice? When a person inconveniences themselves for your convenience. That's sacrifice. I ain't got it to do it. Physically, I don't feel up to the task. Financially, I really can't afford this. You know, but... For you, babe, for you, dear. Because men sacrifice women all the time. A man is even expected to lay down his life and sacrifice his life for a woman. And shooter trespass comes into to the home. The man may son, son, I know men have taken, you know what I'm saying, got filled up with hollowed points to protect his woman and to protect his children. Men that have fought in many battles, many wars. Since the beginning of time, not just the Civil War, not just the, you know, from the Cold War, the Civil War, the Vietnam, all in the Bible. So how much more a woman sacrifice a little time for you to sacrifice some money for you to sacrifice, you know, oh, uh, 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 I'm tired for you. I'm sleepy. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. That's just refusal. That's a woman that's stubborn. Ultimate love is sacrifice. Let's get to it. So love the world <laughs> that he what? Gave, not took. That he gave. See, men pour in. It's not about taking. Wherever there is love, love pours. Lust takes. Uh-oh. It's so funny that he said this. I have a show coming up about just because a woman lusts you doesn't mean she loves you. I got to talk about that. But let me say this, bro. I believe men, we understand that we have to pour in. See, 
I got to say this, man. Sometimes there's a little, there's a lot of pandering that the bishop is going to do throughout his <laughs> soliloquy. Oh, yeah, he's going to do some pandering to the ladies. Because, you know, you already got to smooth things. I told you that with dealing uh, in, in a lot of churches like the Bishop T.D. Jakes of the world and everything, they have mostly, it's comprised of women. Men, but men have always understood how to pour in. It's the woman that hasn't understood that when a man pours into you, she, you, she needs to reciprocate that. Maybe she doesn't need to pour in you to the, the same way. But the point, again, I'm always talking about investment. Men, we understand that relationships, marriage, and even dealing with women is an investment. That's why some guys will always tell you, man, relationships are transactional for men. I disagree with that, Jack. When it's egalitarian and giving, when it's equal that way, man, it's never like you just tricking on a woman. It's never you just pouring in until now you're empty, now you're dry. She rejuvenates you. See that? But nourishment when she cooks for you. Sex can be rejuvenating for men. Yes, it is. When a woman is pleasant and she's easygoing, and you ain't got to wrestle with this, you ain't got to wrestle with this broad. You ask her to do something, she gets to it. That's her way of pouring into you. When a woman buys into your purpose, your dream, all you got to do is say, listen, this is what we're going to do. And I need you to be with me on this 100%. And she's like, baby, you lead and I'll follow. That's how she pours in. For her cooperation, she's just, she's just all hands on deck. She invests in you, time, money, energy, effort, or anything it is. But mainly, primarily, servitude. The woman puts her hands to good use for you. I don't care if it's just something simple as rubbing your feet or rubbing your back. Something as simple as just, you know, organizing things, something that she's done for you exclusively. So men have always understood that everything is something is always required from a man because men basically, I tell you guys, we are purpose to women. No woman wants to be with a man that's good for nothing. See, a man, too many men get involved in relationships and a woman don't do nothing. Nothing. She sits around there and that's when women get bored. You got to put a woman to work for you. When I be hearing all these women say, oh, no, I got bored with the marriage. It was too practical. I needed something to excite my life. That's why I started working again. That's why you got to put a woman to work for you. She has to pour back in. Not the same way you do all the time. But she has to reciprocate in one way or another. Whatever. And to a man, that depends on you and what you need from your woman. How a woman pours into me may not be the way that she pours. But, but listen, the, the thing of it is, is that as long as she's willing and ready to pour into you in any kind of way you need her to. You win it. Let's get back in it. A lot of people you think love you just lust you. <laughs> I'm preaching already. I'm all in up in this. Yeah, bro. I can't wait to get to that show also. That's going to also be a classic. 
When I talk about primal attraction, just real quick, when I talk about primal attraction, all that goes down is to how sexually desirable you are to a woman. And I've had guys come to me, man, you trying to tell me, man, just because a woman has said you, that means she love you. I'm like, see, you got to separate the desire from the love. Just because a woman admires the look of you, the anatomical, biological composing of you. She likes your handsome face. She likes your nice broad chest and shoulders. She likes your nice legs and, you know, she loves your height and all that. Doesn't mean that she loves you. She just lusts you. Oh, bro, we're going to get into it. A lot of you guys. Oh, I know men get lust and love conflicted all the time. Because a lot of men, they lust thinking that they love that woman. But then they get with her three, four years later and they realize, oh, this... <laughs> This pit bull with lipstick on ain't nothing. So people mistake lust for love all the time. That's why when you get married and people say the vows through what? Sickness and in health. Through what? Richer or for poorer. See, the labor of love is going to keep you there. I said, baby, wait a minute. Well, I know we fell off, but we got to get back into it. We're going to get together. Not just, some, uh, not just somebody running for the hills. Oh, no, you're not the man you used to be. Oh, you lost your job? I'm going. Call me back and you get it together. No, that woman's going to help you get it together. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though. She's going to help you. Shout out Sharpie the P. He's always talking about getting your weather together. She's going to help you get your weather together. <laughs> She's going to be there, see That's why you can't have a woman that's just a fair weather friend What about the inclement weather? When I talk about all purpose I ain't talking about a chick that's seasonal She's there for all four seasons On the hottest summer days To the coldest winter days That's how you know you got something Any woman or man can love a person in their prime years what happens when you start losing your hair, you lose your teeth, you lose your sight, you lose your ability to do all that. See, that's the beautiful thing about those old couples that's lasted together since high school and they stayed together their entire lives till literally death does them part. 75 years later, the husband dies a month before the wife. 80 years later. The wife died two years ago and the cousin passed away two years after that. See, but they've been through the tresses, they've been through the trenches together. They developed, they went through the life progression together. That's that love, that's that agape love. And innately quiet as tap, man, we all want that because we come from the most high. But we have all been genetically modified, both not just the women and men as well. All the talk about player this, keeping it P, pimping, macking. Because we had to adapt to the environment. And women, they've adapted to the environment. <laughs> just thought I'd drop that little gym for y'all. Let's get back into it. I preach it already. Now he says, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And what he commanded us to do was love one another. And God says, you are my friend according to the way you love. That's right, bro. When I talk about my honorable mentions, for an example, bro, 
they're my friends because they did put forth some effort. Even though they may have not have gotten it all right and everything, but they're still my friend because according to the way that they love me. And that's why, bro, I've never been a jilted lover. I've never had a reason to ill wish a woman. Be, even when she did want to be done or I started noticing her starting to drift and dealing with other guys, I'm like, man, I already got everything I can get out of her. See, let me share this to with y'all too, man. Give y'all some more game about this. And I talked about this in the episode of why players never get played. Bro, let me be honest with you, bro. It's only, listen, bro, you're going to reach every relationship nowadays, I believe, has a shelf life. The shelf life comes when a woman no longer has nothing more to give to you. I mean, for you, when you have nothing more, it's like it's only so far you can take a woman. And a shelf life are you dealing with said female can only be three months, six months, a year, two years. And that's why we got this whole pump and dump type of hookup culture today, right now. See, bro, I break down the psychology of the societal, you know, uh, contemporary, you know, lexicon, how it is set up right now today. Because you guys got to listen, bro. You, you got to update and upgrade your game. You just do. If you try to deal with women the same way they dealt with women 100 years ago, you're going to lose. Because they're not the same. They make their own money. We have social media. We got all this stock music with Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and City Girls and some other new rapper chick that's coming up. That you own that ain't entered the scene yet. Nicki Minaj and all the, you know, even back in the day, you had Trina, Lil' Kim and Khalees and Kia. My neck, my back, just like that. Women have been indoctrinated with the mentality of being a boss chick, of being a bad chick, of being a baddie, getting the coin, getting the bag. Hot girl summer. Don't get mad at them. Bro, I don't get mad at women at all for that. You just got to understand she may only be a one-night stand. Not my fault. It ain't my fault. I'm just playing the game as it should be played. She may be a summertime hot. She may only be a hot girl summer. But as soon as September, October rolls around the fall, hey, that's what it was. See, we talk about men with high body counts and all that, bro. I, that's why I don't have any problem with what dudes are talking about. Man, y'all just want to have sex these women. Well, listen, I'm still a man. Now, honestly, the game has suited men more than ever before because mainly we look for women for pleasure anyway. You have no business seeking a woman for purpose. Only men that seek women for purpose is the men that don't have purpose. If you seek women because you want a woman to take care of you, you need a woman to build with, bro. You're not in your place as a man. See, bro, most men, when they have money and things going on for them, unless he's really ready to marry, maybe he's older, whatever. Man, it's sport to you. Until you come across a woman, you say to yourself, she's different. By the way, she carries herself. Her conversation is different. She's speaking about things that the average woman you come across don't speak about. Then that's when I'm inspired 
to see where things can really go. Until then, bro, it's just game for me. Until then, bro, I have no problem with just having pleasurable, you know, orgasmic experiences with different women. Yeah, wrap it up. Be safe. Don't be foolish. You don't need to be with everybody. You're not for everybody. Don't be promiscuous. See, that's the difference as a man being polyamorous and even a woman for men and women alike for being different between being polyamorous and promiscuous. When I go outside, bro, I'm not trying. I don't want to. I just, I could, every girl in the world back in the day with Lil Wayne, I'm saying, no, I don't want every girl in the world. <laughs> I just want my fair share. Yeah, lion's share, but I don't need every girl in the world. Because every woman ain't made for me. Every woman's not built for me. Every woman's not designed for me, even for pleasure. Even for pleasure. There are only certain women that I want to pleasure. There are only certain women that I want to have a good smashing and thrash session with. Women who are clean. Women who are feminine. Women, yeah, she don't have to be the wifey type. I still like a girly girl. I still like a woman that's sexy. We ain't got to be together forever. Because I understand nowadays that, and see, that's why I tell you guys. Just because a woman is not meant to be a wife, it doesn't make her evil. It doesn't render her, you know, to be, you know, all this other, you know, name calling all this other shit that other guys be talking about. No, it doesn't. All right. But let's get back into this uh, show. Into the message. If you don't love, you're not my friend. Henceforth, I call you not servant. Oh, here comes an upgrade. Let me fast forward this message. I want to get to some key points here. She's bone of my bone and flesh in my flesh. Let me tell you, tell you this, guys. See, this is the oneness of a woman coming together with the man. Like your body. Would you punch your body? Would you do anything and when you're in your right mind to hurt, harm, offend the body? No, you wouldn't. And this is why as a man, you should not be harming a woman and a woman shouldn't harm you because now we are what? We are one. You are one. The man is the head, the woman is the body. One. One unit. One complete formation. <laughs> now let me say this, man. The good doctor was talking about the woman, a, a woman, a man with a womb. See, this is the problem, bro. We got too many women. I know what he's saying, but I just don't like the explanation of it. But we got a lot of women with a womb that's still acting like a man. See, when Adam was like, whoa, man, like, whoa, man, look at this beautiful creature. The mate. And this is why, again, bro, I can't get with this whole thing. Let me take it to the beginning with this. A mental, men talking about going the wrong way. The woman made the woman for the man. The woman was made for you, bro. 
Understand that you wasn't made to serve the woman. What can I do for you? No, the question is, what can she do for you? Because now you got to preserve that woman. Protect and provide for her. And the scripture it says in the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, it talks about how the Most High, he says, God made woman for the man. God said, no, it reads that, God made the woman for the man, not man for the woman. The purpose of the man. The woman's made to serve you. The woman was made to pleasure you. See, I know we got a lot of feminist women. Oh, no, that's what these men, a lot of these men think. We're just supposed to have their babies and just, well, yes. God never said he made the woman to have her own career, her own house, her own this, her own that. The woman comes from the man. So every move you make and every step you take, she was right there with her man. Let's go, man. That's why the church is both the bride of Christ and the body of Christ. When God begins to create, he uses the earth as a womb. That's right, Mother Nature. And, and, and from a spiritual standpoint, the bride of Christ, see, God is not no asexual, <laughs> you know, type of God. He's a man. And all around him, bro, even the, the, the entity of wisdom was a woman. Read about it in the book of Psalms. The spirit of wisdom, she spoke. And it clearly says she, her. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though. That's why I would tell you guys, man, you're dealing with a wise woman. She will be a voice of reason. A wise woman ain't going to put you in a position to lose your life trying to protect and defend her honor. Like in the case of Will Smith. If Jada was a wise woman, she would have never let her men go out like that. And when he rolled her eyes, she seen him, you know, getting caught up in his ego and everything. She would have said way back, mm -mm, don't you go out there and do that. I love you too much. I can't let you embarrass yourself and go out like that. We'll deal with him in the after party. Yeah, we're going to see him. See, but she wasn't a wise woman. She was a foolish woman. And a foolish woman will bring a man to his own demise. And that's why you guys, you got to be wise enough to choose the, the, a woman, a virtuous woman that's wise. See, a wise woman ain't going to be something there going back and forth with you all the time. Contending with you all the time. A wise woman, I can't whoop this man. I'm not going to even challenge him like that. I know how to get him. I'm going to get him with some softness. <gasps> Baby, why are you doing this? She's going to play that little daddy's little syndrome. See, that's how a wise woman moves. See, Watch when we used to tell the daughters, listen, learn how, to learn how to pick and choose your battles. See, wise women weren't mad because a guy went out and had sex with another woman. As long as she understood, as long as he's coming home and he's paying the bills. That's all I care about. I'm the wife. I got the ring. Not to say that she wanted her man to do it. Not to say that she condoned him doing that. But she wasn't even looking that hard for it. Because she was wise. A wise woman understands what a man is. A wise woman understands that, listen, 
Men are polyamorous. Yeah, he may have a slip up with another woman every now and then. But as long as he's faithful in doing and giving and he provides me with sustenance. And sees here when he needs to be here for me and my and, and here for these children. That's all I care about. See, that's how a wise woman thinks. Ladies, if y'all listening. A lot of reasons. Let me say this, man. For a lot of women, women are sex crazed these days. They care more about the dick than having a man. Bohemian females. Over-sexualized. See, again, that's a woman that lusts you, not loves you. A woman, then, you know, she's digmatized. Yeah, she fell in love with your dick, but never fell in love with her man. And that's why, bro, do you know how many women leave relationships because she ain't getting no good sex because the sex, sex is whack? That's not a wife, bro. She's a fun girl. Yeah, bro, she's made for the streets. For real, for real. Wise women don't be leaving no man over no sex. Nowadays, they got toys and stuff. And the rolls and the boiler for women to go in there and put between their legs and fall the fuck asleep. And get up and get back and tend to their children, their family, their man and everything. Now, even me, bro, I talk about the sexual dynamics and how to please a woman sexually and stuff. But I'm saying a wise woman, a woman that's made for purpose, bro, she ain't just looking at your D. Any woman, bro, let me tell you something. Ladies, if you're listening, fellas, if y'all listening, play this clip, save it, whatever you got to do. I'm about to say this right now. Any woman that leaves a man because he has sex with another woman is foolish. Yeah, I'm going to say it. She's, she's full of folly. Men have always had more than one woman. See, I ain't always going to get here and go, go here today. Listen to the good bishop. Historically, biblically, the hardest thing it is for a man to do is just only strictly be with one woman. That's hard. I'm going to tell you that. It's hard. Most men, that's their biggest challenge. I got to be a one woman? Damn. Even when she's on a period? Most women, bro, even energetically, a woman can't really keep up with you. And bro, you got there with your testosterone and it's high. You ain't gained a whole lot of weight. You ain't eating a lot of soy products. You're eating healthy. You know, your testosterone level. A woman can't keep up with you sexually. She really can't. I don't care how much of a nympho she is. Sex wears a woman out. And that's why, bro, I, I've heard women in my life tell me, they said, listen, no, my man pay the bills. I'm not going to even go through his phone trying to look for it. As long as he's bringing home the money and everything, and I'm good, and he's being respectful, he's not doing it in my face, he ain't knocking up another woman, hey, I, I ain't even got time to worry about that. See, that's a wise woman. But let's get it, man. his seed in the womb of the earth the bible says later in Romans 8 that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain only a woman can travail in pain he used the earth True. as a womb he used his word as sperm 
sperm hit the womb of the earth. He said, let there be, and there was birth. Amen. Listen, the good bishop is dead on it right here, y'all. Pay attention. The word was the sperm. Let there be light. When he let there be, when he separated the firmaments of the sky from the from the from the from the waters of the sea and the ocean. Let there be when he created beasts of the fields, the fowls of the air, and the fish in the sea. We created man, when he created woman. Let there be. He spoke the word. See, bro, let me tell you all this, man. When you speak to a woman, bro, that's why Pimpin have always talked about having a mouthpiece. You impregnating the woman's mind with that seed of life. That's why, bro, we all around a woman, you know, prepare yourself mentally to deal with her every day. Man, what do I say to her? What do I say to her, bro? You got to get that seed together in you. You got to impregnate her mind. Men are givers. Women are receivers. See, even when it comes to sex, the woman say, yeah, I gave you. No, no, no. A woman don't give you no poom punani. You giving her the D, really. You're putting your energy inside of her. Your sperm inside of her anatomically. And that's why I tell you guys, man, you don't let your woman have male friends. They can impregnate her mind, pervert her mind, contort her mind, contaminate her mind against you. Y'all don't even understand, bro. The word. And he's right. The earth is the womb. Everything that we need comes from the earth. The best food you can eat comes from the earth, the plants. All the minerals, all the trace minerals, all the nutrients and everything comes from the earth. Women bear forth. They don't create. The word creates. The man creates. Because we hold the seed. Without a seed, what is there to fertilize? Nothing. The soil can be it's just as fertile as it want to be. But unless there's seed in that soil, that's what bring forth, brings forth. That's what yields something. But you guys got to understand, man, your words, your mouthpiece is a seed. And that's why I always tell you guys, you dealing with a woman, you got to get her to her mentally. You got to give her what I call food for thought. That seed, I'm sowing a seed into her. Because if you can't, if you didn't, can't put it in her, how you going to get it out of her? Y'all just want a woman to act right, but y'all ain't gave her no game. You ain't gave her no insight, no foresight, no instructions, no directions, but you want her to perform on your behalf. You got to impregnate her. You got to tell her what is and what ain't in season and out of season. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though. That's what you got to do, man. The word, your word, whatever your word. That's why I tell you guys, lead with what? Your balls and your words. That's the sperm to feed her when she's thinking about you. Hey, what are you doing? I enjoyed meeting you last night. And she's going to hurry up. That's what I'm talking about. Having sex in the, in the first 15 minutes or less. When you stir those oxytoxins in that woman's mind. You pull her closer to you. With those words, man. <laughs> yeah. You edify, you inspire, you enrich, you encourage. Y'all around women, how can a man be the one for 10 years? Bro, it's a shame how I meet women. 
And they like, John, I ain't never had a man put things to me the way you do. I've never had a man talk to me like this. I'm like, damn, girl, where you been at? You're 30, 35 years old, 30 years, you never heard this before? I don't give a damn. She's only 21. 21 years, you never had a man tell you nothing like this before? And she falls in love with that, Lord, because, listen, women love with their ears because now it's a seed sown in there. I've impregnated her mind. She's prego with my indoctrination. Now she's solid. See, that's why, honestly, bro, when you put that word in your woman, she's not trying to have conversation with other men. She ain't trying to hear what nobody else is talking about because she's so filled. She's already impregnated. You already busted a nut in her mind. <laughs> yeah, man, that's how that goes. Let's get back to it, man. Now, let me let me say this, bro. To get Bishop T.D. says correct by, by this. A woman was not designed to pour in. A woman was not designed to lead. Bro, you have no business taking instructions from women. See, that's why I have a huge problem. Women are always trying to tell men what a man should be, what men should be doing. That's not her place. She's out of she's out of pocket. Bro, I will always tell you this, bro. I want I want to be perfectly clear about what I've even said. Totally clear. I'm always going to stand at that. Yes, a woman should invest everything into you because honestly, you're the house and the house always wins. But see, when a woman has to point to you by giving you a vision, she's more ambitious than you. You're living off of her. Yeah, you're asking her for lunch money. Yes, a man's ego is compromised. How could you feel powerful? You got to go to your girl. You got to ask her for money. You got to ask her for this and ask her for that. But see, when you're already coming in as the man, you already got the money. You already have yourself together. See, because I don't believe in that. 
Oh, you should just pay all the bills and let her keep all the hers. Oh, no, no, no. She has to be all hands on deck because why? We are one. Everything I do, I do for us. And to me, it's not a poor end. She's already all in. See? That's her buying in. That's her belonging to you. So I want to make this perfectly clear about what I'm always saying about a woman investing her time. Yes, her money. Yes, her energy. Yes, her talents. Yes, into you. Because here's the reality, man. A woman also is an asset to her man. But that doesn't mean a woman should just sit there and just receive, but she never puts out. And see, that's what a lot of guys have been led to believe that, man, I'm being the man. I'm just going to pour and pour and pour and pour and pour and pour and pour into her. And she's just sitting there, and, you know, and, you know, just feeling like she's, you know, then what happens is self-aggrandizement. Her feeling like entitled, her getting bored, her getting lazy, her getting complacent. And her start the nagging because now you're spoiling her. See, I think that the I think that the that the bishop needs to really elaborate and expound on this just a little bit more and make it all make sense, even for the men. Because of course it makes sense for the woman. Oh yeah, a man's supposed to pour into me. Oh yeah, that's right. I ain't supposed to pour into nothing. I'm supposed to sit there and receive. No, ladies and gentlemen of the board, that's not how it goes. And I have scripture to back this up. <laughs> so as the husband gives her his body to the wife, so does the wife also give. So as the husband gives benevolence to the wife, so does the wife also give benevolence to her husband. Anybody ever read that in the word? <laughs> I don't know if it's in your Bible, but it's definitely in mine. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3. When it talks about the husband rendering benevolence and also the wife. Double salute, back part 3. Adam started eating out of his wife's hand. Sin came in because the divine order was broken. Now I also agree with the bishop with this as well. Let me say this. Welcome back. Part 3 of T.D. Jake's Real Men Pour In. In the garden, what we saw as the story goes is how, yes, Eve was deceived by the serpent. And she came and gave to Adam and he did also eat. And really what that did, what that did represent was the man following after the woman. And every time you follow after the woman because she's not made to lead, you're going to find yourself in a world of trouble. Men lead, women follow. Naturally, men are natural born leaders and women are natural born conformists. And that's why, why you think these today, listen, women have conformed to the way of the world. And that's why you give it a woman, you have to indoctrinate her because it's no longer what the system says. See, a lot of these guys, let me say this, bro. A lot of men that's getting married, they don't understand a little word called covenant. The woman enters into covenant with you, not with the government state, not with the state of California. She enters into covenant with you, with your legacy. 
Not with the state of Virginia or the state of Massachusetts or the state of Illinois or the state of Texas or the state of Florida. The woman enters into covenants with you and governance under you. You got to understand this. And this one I'm always talking about men selling a birthright because Adam really sold his birthright to Eve. But humbly, let me suggest, I would say Adam, he will get a pass because he was the first man and the first woman. He didn't know any better. See, wasn't no game given to him on how to deal with the woman. <laughs> he didn't realize that he sold his birthright. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He delighted in the hurt. He didn't understand. I'm quite sure he didn't understand. Putting this into a real world perspective. That, yes, I know I'm the head of the woman. But I don't even think, think that it really hit home with him. He was so enamored, so smitten, so in love, so overjoyed with this beautiful woman, this beautiful creature that God made for him to enjoy and to delight in and enjoy all the days of his life with. So possibly he didn't understand this. But men are today, what's your excuse? We have too many examples from the bibliography all throughout world history till today. After thousands upon thousands of years of human existence, we have no excuse. You know better now. You should not be eating the apple out your woman's hand of her leading, selling your birthright for a woman. Looking for her to lead you. Looking for her, bro. Stop thinking that a woman should have it all figured out. She ain't got nothing figured out. Most women got bad credit. Most women are financial illiterate. They can make the money, but that's why I tell you guys, man. What about managing the money? A lot of women are horrible managers because women are consumers. They, I want, I want, I want. They want to buy, buy, buy. It's the man that comes to his woman's life and say, wait a minute. We can't be frivolous. We can't be wasteful. Yes, you can have what you want, but it's a certain way you go about doing it. When you come into that woman's life, you have to lead her. Wait a minute. Mm -mm. Your mama and your friends, your family and everything, that's their problem. This is us now. It's no longer me, myself, and I. It's now is now we ourselves and us. And when Adam started following after the woman, I totally agree with the bishop. This is when evil and sin entered the world. Living in a world of sin. <laughs> yeah, man, right there. And see... Even then, bro, this is why I tell you the Luciferian agenda of, femini of feminism. Because that was the first act of feminism that we've seen in the Bible with the first creation of man and the first creation of woman. When she did not hearken to the voice of her man, she didn't follow the, the will of God and the commandment of her man. She listened to the serpent. Telling her, you will surely be like God. Oh, you ain't got to listen to your man in Adam. You will not surely die. 
You'll be just like God, knowing good from evil. You'll be all knowing. And that's when the plot of life really entered to the woman because he played again on her vanity. Even in the Bible, it says, for, and we don't know the timeline or how long or how many years it was. All we know is that the scripture reads that for the tree was what? Pleasing to her eyes. The plot of life was pleasing to her eyes. And nowadays, we got a lot of modern day ease right now. So I know a lot of guys talk about Lilith. Lilith was actually a spiritual demon. In the, in, the, in the dark kingdom of, of Satan. It wasn't no, no, no. The Most High did not create Lilith and then he scrapped her and created Eve. No, no, no. Do not listen to these religious, uh, to this Catholic um, conspiracy theories. Because that's where it comes from. He made one man and one woman. The Bible was written by the Most High, the inspiration of the Most High. The white man didn't write it. The black man didn't write it. Write it. The Hebrew man didn't write it. It was written by God and the prophets of those days and times. You believe what you want to believe. I stand on the truth. If you want to say you don't believe in a good book, then don't believe in no book. As every book was written by some man, whether white Brown, yellow, red, blue, purple, plaid, whatever. So if you want to say that, don't believe your, your history books, your theology books. Don't even read. Don't read all your self-help books, anything, because somebody with sin wrote those books. Murderers have written those books. Rapists and child molesters. Atheists. May have wrote those books. Slave owners and masters may have written these books. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's all crickets now. Crickets now, huh? See how the deception is real? That's all I got to say. You don't believe in the Bible? Don't believe in no book. All books were written by a hypocrite, by a sinner. By men and women that have done abominable things. So you never question the music that you listen to. Was written and composed and remastered and remixed. And sang. By pedos. Rapists. <laughs> he would then invest in private prisons. Who that keep you suppressed financially, politically, and spiritually. So we're going to keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck all the way around. Don't want to disqualify one thing because it doesn't fit your narrative of what you want to do. Because if you're going to disqualify one, chances are, bro, you're going to have to knock down a whole house of cards. Let's get back in it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Satan has allowed the curse to come because he stopped pouring. Women, be careful about pouring too much into us. <laughs> <laughs> 
designed to pour into you. And you are designed to take what we pour into you and increase it and make it better. Let me say this, bro. Mostly, I agree with the bishop is saying right here. Let me say this. Every day, I tell you guys, man, you got to give your woman new game and new insights and new foresights. The pouring never stops. Your well can never run dry with dealing with a woman. I tell you guys, the real game begins after you get her. See, all you guys, you just want to be married, man, man, oh, I ain't trying to be no player and deal with this. I just want one woman. But you think because she said I do to you, you think just because you got her now, you're having sex with her, that that's not that you got her and you don't. Every day you got to pour into your woman, give her new knowledge, new game. You got to stay in her ear. You got to stay directing her. You got to keep on instructing her. Every single day for the rest of your life. You're going to be with this woman for 10 years? Well, you better have 10 years, 365 days per year of game. You better have 3,065 worth of new game, new insights, and everything to keep pouring into that woman. See, the reason why a lot of women get bored... The reason why a lot of women start cheating and trying to find a better man because they feel like, man, this man, he's not fulfilling me. This man, I feel empty. I would just let y'all know, man. This is why women can easily mentally and emotionally check out on me and like it's nothing. See, bro, you let a woman sit around you with an idle mind. You're not reading to her. You're not guiding her. You're not instructing her. She gets bored. She becomes this uh, detached. She becomes and grows frustrated with you. I'm just letting y'all know what this is, man. And some guy, I had guys say, man, man, oh man, if you've been with a woman for, for you know, a, a certain amount of time, man, there's nothing more you can do. Well, at that point in time, this is why divorces happen. This is why breakups occur. I'm just letting y'all know what this is. Somebody got to tell it to you and might as well be the advocator, uh, uh, the host of the most, the gamepreneur himself to let you know. When a woman feels that she can't grow with you anymore. Now, that still doesn't give a woman a right let me say that. It still doesn't give her the right to be on some BS. Still doesn't give her the right to mentally and, you know, emotionally excuse herself from the table with you. Excuse herself emotionally and mentally and physically from dealing, you know, from being, you know, faithful with you and everything. But I'm telling you, man, about cheat proofing your, your relationships and your marriages. You better figure out something. That's why men, man, we got to continue to read and learn and grow so that you can have something to contribute. That way you have something to pour into her vessel. I told you, man, women are receivers. I've always said this. A woman is like a cup. You got to fill her up. Because listen, when you pour, bro, you have, you have the... Potentially, you have the power to either make or break a woman. 
You can pour good into her or you can pour bad into her. A lot of women, they've had men pour bullshit into them. Yeah, man. But you want to pour and impregnate her with a good seed. Let me talk about a woman pouring into you, bro. Yes, if a woman is more in that relationship than you, she is also going to get burnt out. She's also going to be unhappy. She's always going to have a long face because she's doing more than you. Never let your woman do more than you. I'm just giving y'all the 50 commandments again. When a woman comes home, and I got to be honest, she makes more money than you. And she feels that she's investing more and pouring more into that relationship, that marriage than you. And in her mind, she's like, he can't tell me nothing. You just sold your birthright and you don't even know it. He can't say nothing to me. Yeah, I'm married, but who gives a damn? I make the money. I'm more invested into this than he is. So she'll go out there and have a work husband. Have a work boyfriend. And be disrespectful to you. Be all in the club late night and everything. Because she's waiting for you to look like you want to fix your mouth to say something. Because why? She's poured more into it than you. When a woman feels like, listen, let me tell y'all something. She has more game than you about life. When a woman feels she has to come in your life and show you how to get yourself together with a career, get a job. She has to find you one. She really can't respect you fully. She looks at you as a boy. Just let y'all know what this is, man. Yeah, you may think your woman is being supportive to you, which she is. But she secretly despises you as well. See, it's different. When a woman comes home, let's say she is making more money than you. You don't have to feel bad. But see, when she comes home with it, let's say she's making more money than me. But if I can show her something and pour into her this game. Remember, I don't give a damn if you made more money than me. I tell you what. I'm going to show you how to increase this a hundredfold. See, that's where it's at. Even then, she can still have a high level of esteem and respect and regard for you. But when a woman has to make the money, then she has to manage the money. Then she has to make a whole lot of sacrifice. You just sitting there. Don't like, dang, I'm with a bum. And she will cry in private and secret and say, man, how did I get him? This is the best I can do. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, he looks good, but he's a loser. He can't guide me. He can't teach me. He can't lead me. So he can't tell me nothing. And that relationship is on life support. Yeah, man. She's only there because she ain't found a better man than you yet. That's all. That's why a woman can emotionally and mentally check out on a relationship, but physically she can still be there. Yeah, she's going to let you smile, but she's going to lay there. She ain't going to get on top of you and ride you because she doesn't admire you. Because you can't pour into her. 
It ain't gonna be that good. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You just gonna lay there and it's just like she gonna, all right, you done now? She gonna go to sleep on you. See, that's that what I talked about, that obligatory sex. But it's not that intimacy. Because believe it or not, bro, pouring into a woman that even is going to affect how the type of sex she has with you. A woman is not going to go down and give you that good sloppy toppy. I want to get you off because you ain't pouring in. You're not fulfilling and thrilling her, exciting and igniting her. Now y'all know how, how this works for women, bro. That's why a lot of guys are in sexless marriages. Hey, man, I only had it once a week, man, once a month. Because now that woman is no longer fulfilled enough and, un and unthrilled. So she doesn't care about even pleasing you in the bedroom. See, it affects every part of your relationship. From the bedroom to the boardroom to the kitchen. She doesn't want to cook for you. Ugh. He's disgusting to me. He's a worm. He's a kangaroo. He's a leech. Because you can't pour in. And it doesn't matter, bro. Let's say you are the good provider. You know, you you know six figures and everything, but you're just throwing money at her. See, women are sensuous creatures. How much? How how many times I gotta say this? When you sitting there watching a movie, bro, all the time dealing with women, I'm instructing. I'm giving game. I can't wait till the moment bring me bring something to me so that I can have a. It's a teaching moment. Women love my mind. See, women love with their ears. I got women right now. Yeah, I smash. I ain't smash them no more. They still just call me. And that's how you know you got a big soul. Who does she listen to? Impregnating her mind, bro, yet again. Pouring in. That's part of dominating and conquering your, your woman. Pouring in. If you don't pour in, bro, you're never going to be able to dominate her. She's going to listen to her mama more than she listened to you. She's going to have more respect for her uncle. On and on. Or her boss more than you. Her best friend got more influence over her than you do. When you don't pour in. So now y'all know what this is. Let's get it. You increase it. You appreciate it. And you multiply it. Let me say this, y'all, before we move on. That is true. When you pour into a woman, as the good bishop said, hear me loud, hear me clear, hear me good with this. I'm talking about a wise woman now. She knows how to make do with what you give her. It's not that she's trying to tax you. Yes, she does know how to multiply and increase it. Because she's judicious. She's not frivolous. She's not wasteful. Even when a woman brings you all her money, you put her on a budget, you put her, yours and hers together. We are 100%. All in, ain't no 50-50. And you delegate what's going to get paid this week. You delegate and you say, listen, this is your budget for the week. $200. For gas and food to get you through the week. And you have another phone. You say, here. Here's the budget for the groceries for this month, 350. 
Make it work. The woman's going to, a wise woman, she's going to get the coupons and everything. She's going to figure out how to make the dollar stretch. She's going to figure out how not to bother you with little trivial issues. She's going to make, in other words, she's going to know how to make it work. She's going to be very resourceful. She goes to the store, she's going to hit that clearance rack. And as she hits that clearance rack, she's going to come back and look like a million bucks. The way she puts herself together. I ain't saying she got to go to the thrifty nickel. I'm not saying she has to always do, you know, go somewhere. No, she can still go to a, a, a nice designer store or whatever with some name brand stuff and still make it look good and make it work. That's a wise woman. That's the type of woman you want in your corner. Not a woman talking about, I got the hat. Going out with just wasting money, just wasting things. You the woman, when she gets into her kitchen, she knows how to chop up that meat and knows how to make meals that stretch, that fills you up. But she didn't even got to cook every day. All she got to do is put the stuff in the crock pot, warm it up, and hey, we can eat off this the next two, three days. That's no problem. Oh, no, I don't eat leftovers. That's a bitch that's wasteful. That's a woman that is not meant for you, bro. This is the things y'all got to look at when, you choose, when you're talking about being with the woman. You got to look at her lifestyle. How does she do with things? Is she good with what you give her? We don't know what this is. Let's get it, bro. The culture we're living in now. Because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me say this, bro. Never have we in time we've seen that so many women that hate men and so many men that hate women. And I am using a strong word, hate. Yes, I will use that prominent word, hate. I've never seen, bro, I've never seen this type of thing. It's like men on this side, women on that side. Before when it was women on this side, women on that side, that's because we couldn't wait to co-mingle and come together. But now it's men on this side, women on that, even at the club. You see men, young men dancing with each other and young ladies dancing with each other. What type of foolishness is that? The club used to be a meeting spot. The meeting place. Oh, I'm going to give me a man tonight. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give me a woman tonight. It wasn't even just about the hookup. Now it's just strictly hookup. If it is going to be something. Guys go out, don't even talk, don't even approach women. And then you got these dating coaches and these red-peeled these red uh, imbeciles. Some of them approach women. What? How you gonna be a heterosexual male and you don't even desire a woman? Where they do that at? When has this ever happened in the existence of men and women in the earth and the world? Never. Women. Weird. Silly. 
mad because a man says you're pretty or you're gorgeous? Can I take you out? Can I get to know you? Bitch got an attitude? Since when? Weird. But bro, I don't care how women are. Y'all find, again, bro, y'all like the Adams these days. Letting a woman freeze you the fruit of, oh no, I ain't gonna do no woman move, man. These women do Man, still be a man. Be unapologetically masculine. I don't care how masculine a woman, just cause she's out of her element of being feminine, don't mean you gotta be out of your element of being masculine. Do men lead or women lead? Yeah, do you letting a woman lead you, bro? I'm letting y'all know. Oh, man, I don't want to be married. Stop letting women lead. Stop letting a feminist woman, uh, a female, not a woman, but a female or a she-male. She has the image of a woman, but the same mentality and energy of a man. Stop letting these feministic she-males lead y'all. That's her fault she don't know what to do with you. I'm not about to become asexual. Or God forbid, homosexual because, you know, women don't act like they want men to deal with them no more. I still, hey man, I still like sex, man. Yeah, man. I like the punani. I sure do. I like the sweet nectar. I sure do. That's on her. Because she's probably been raped or abused or traumatized before. She need to go get some healing. A lot of you guys, y'all trying to appeal to women that's hurt. That's wounded. That's traumatized. That's her fault. When I see women and they all up on each other, I'm like, she just scared real dudes. No, we know she just scared a real nigga dick. That's what we know. She's scared of big D energy. That's what we know. Oh, God bless her heart. I may even go and give her a hug. Loosen love on you. Baby, it's going to be all right. <laughs> and walk away from her. She going to remember that hug, though. He'll go to bed tonight and say, oh, I felt that massive energy. Ooh, did something to her. Now she realizes that she's missing something. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's get back to it, though. Let me say this, y'all. I already broke this down in the first segment about why women talk about they don't need a man because women understand that with provision comes submission. Women understand this. So if a man is not providing for me, I can still keep my independency. I can still do what I want and go what I want. That's what it really means, bro. All these women keep wanting all that 50-50. That's all it means. She wants to maintain her independence. She doesn't want to be interdependent with you. She wants her independence with you. When a woman doesn't want to take on your last name, hyphenated last name, and she keeps her maiden name, that's her. That's a direct uh, insult to that man, but he don't realize it. Oh, that's my wife. Well, why does she not carry your last name? Why is she branded with your last name? She said, I, I heard women say, I ain't like his last name. What? But you took his ring, huh? What? How is that your wife? You got all these different last names in the household. My name is Brown and she's a Jenkins. 
That's not legacy. We all identified under the same last name, Brown. That's not legacy. That's not oneness. <laughs> and let me say this, bro. Men want to be needed by women. I've always said this. I said most men want to be needed by their woman. I don't, I don't agree with that, though. I, I, I don't. But see, I don't want a woman to need me. I want a woman to want me. See, when a woman wants you, she gives herself freely to you. Free will, bro. God, man, the most high don't even want us to need him. He wants us to want him, to want to do his will, to want to praise him, to want to serve him. Not need. See, when a woman needs you, bro, she needs you out of convenience. And that's why we have so many situationships and circumstantial shit. Because you're not the man she wanted, you're the man she needed. And if you're the man she needed, you're going to be the beta male provider. But see, when I'm the man that she wants, winner takes all. When I'm the man that she desires, when I'm the man that she feels that she requires, when I'm the man that she feels that she admires and respects, it's not a fight at all. I don't even have to ask. It's just given freely. I don't have to come in there and, man, let me figure out how I'm going to tell her this or tell her that. No, I can just come in and just say it. That's the difference between being needed and being wanted. And I understand a lot of men want to be needed, but I want to be wanted. And a woman that wants me is the woman that I do for. That's the woman you provide and you protect and you preserve. Provide, protect, preserve. <laughs> because that's the woman that deserves. That's the woman that wants to serve when you're the man that's wanted. See, but see, when a woman needs you, that's when relationships become transactional. And anytime a relationship is transactional for a man, he loses. Let's get to it, man. I'm gonna wrap this up. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk back to me this morning. The conversation has become let's prove to the men how in the, how dispensable they are. And it is born out of pain because we hurt you. Yes, sir. Speak, Bishop. <laughs> right on. It's born out of pain because these women have been hurt. And what did I say? See, man, when a, when a, when a broad, when a, dam, when a damsel is hurt, hmm? she can't trust anymore. She can't give anymore. Now she wants to compete because now she's trying to prove to society. She's trying to prove to all men, I don't need you. Because she's been traumatized. And see, bro, we talk about pouring into a woman. You can't pour into a woman that has that mentality, that has that thinking. She has to prove something to you. I ain't stupid. I ain't dumb. I'm not helpless. I'm not hopeless. I'm not needy. It's just as bad as a woman that is needy. Than a woman trying to prove that she's not needy. Because they both traumatized. They both have a misunderstanding about how to deal in, the, uh, in what, what, what femininity is and how to parlay that and even interacting with the man. 
So that's why, bro, let me be honest with you, man. A lot of women don't know how to interact with you. Women get intimidated by masculine energy because she's been hurt by it before. Women a lot of times run from it But when I talk about primal attraction That primal masculine energy I tell you bro It's about the feminine woman That's all I want is feminine women When you're a masculine man A lot of masculine females She-males Are going to be intimidated by you You're going to be a direct threat to her But I'm saying I walked in the room How women get uptight So I'm coming in there in all my masculine glory Oh, yeah, he looks good. He fine. But that's when, see, when you masculine women, see, a she-male, she going to look at you as you're arrogant. Oh, he's a narcissist. No, she just don't understand that you're just the beauty of a man. You're just masculine beauty. She don't understand that. You're a threat to her. Why are you a threat to her? Why are you intimidating to her? Because she understands. She See, that feminine energy that she's been trying to douse, that she's been trying to suppress, it's like, dang. And she gets scared of it. Because maybe she was once dominated by a masculine man before, and it's like, you know, and now she has a misunderstanding of what it is. She thinks as a man, you're toxic. Yeah, just being masculine, you're toxic to a lot of feminist she-males. Just being a man, you are a threat to them. That's why a lot of women, bro, in these corporate places, man, they don't, they, they'd rather be around feminine men than real men. Because she's hurt, like the good bishop just said. Because she's traumatized. Because she has a misunderstanding about a man. And the problem is that the longer a woman goes like that, she will never be able to get a man. That's why you got a lot of old hags out here, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they die alone. Shout out Allah, the great late Kevin Samuels. That's why. Scared. Running from it. The only time most women understand they're even a woman is when they're having sex. That's as close as most women would allow you to get to that masculine energy. Primal attraction. That mutual attraction. The yin to the yang. Outside of that. As far as relationship. Dealing with you day to day. In a marriage. Living with that. No, she don't want that. Scared of it. Even when it comes to sex, she's going to parse it out. Have sex with you once a week. Bro, I didn't have too many women in my own life tell me, no, I can't be giving you like that. Uh-uh, I ain't trying to get caught up. Uh-uh, I ain't trying to fall in love with you and everything. Scared of this masculine shit. Scared of manhood. Scared of being dominated. Afraid of mistaking her weakness, uh, her meekness for weakness. See, real women want to be dominated by a man. Real women, they get turned on by that. It's an aphrodisiac for them. But see, when you deal with the pit bull with lipstick on, that's out here trying to compete with resources and trying to get a house just as big as yours, bigger than yours. She wants to have balls. She wants her penis to be, she has penis envy. She's jealous because you're a man. A lot of women are jealous of us men. See, that's why, bro, I tell you, ain't no, ain't no such thing as gender war. How's that a war? And I understand that this bra is trying to be what I am. She wish she had a dick like me. <laughs> that's all feminist ideology is. Trying to compete with a man. Scared to be a woman and walk in her feminine divine nine power as a woman. And her delicacy. 
Don't want to own her beauty as her power as a woman. That's all it is. Trying to compete with me. So I don't even understand what the big beef is. In the man of spirit, men versus, ain't no such thing as men versus woman. It's only men and women. Bro, we don't fight women. Think I care to damn about what women are saying? I laugh at these women, bro. See, that great masculine, the Leviathan spirit with these women, we're laughing at them. Like, oh, look at her. She's trying to be a dude. Look at that. She's trying to walk like me. She wish her voice was as deep as mine. She wish she had a 10, 11, 12-inch python like mine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, well, she just mad she got a high period. Yeah. You know, she just mad because she got a, you know, child, childbirth and all that. We get it. No problem at all. Let's get it, bro. I betrayed you. I lied to you. And cheated to you. And you became like you became out of pain. They became how they became out of pain. Because a man lied, cheated on you and everything. Because, see... I tell this to both men and women. Learn how to hit that reset button. But see, a lot of women never go somewhere and sit down and heal. And now she comes out wanting to fight. Chip on her shoulder. When a man, she sees a man. How you doing? Nope, don't talk to me. When you come across a woman that's haughty and hostile like that, bro, that's a her problem, not a you problem. And you thinking, man, these women out here. Bro, go out to the feminine woman. Learn how to read energy. See, bro, you know why I don't have these experiences? I don't even deal with those type of bro. I see it in her. Bro, I see a woman, I'm like, I ain't saying nothing to her. Because I see the way she's walking. It, she has a shield up. See, feminine women, when they walk by, they're going to make eye contact with you. A feminine woman, hi, how are you doing? She's going to speak. She's going to let you know that she's approachable. She's going to let you know that she's friendly. She wants going to let you know that she wants to be wanted by you. It's okay. Come and show me what you got. Mr. Man. Come holla at me. Y'all problem is, yeah, y'all think just because a woman has an image of, the, of a woman that she's feminine. No, she's not. You got to read that energy. <laughs> That's why these bitches be, that's why these shits be biting y'all heads off. Going after the wrong thing. A pit bull, a she-male. Let's go. But watch what is born out of pain. But only I can never be king, only Benjamin. That that is born out of pain is the way you cope with disorder. Aren't a lot of women disorderly because of their pain? When a woman is disorderly, even her household is going to be in disarray because she's hurt. She can't really tend to her kids the way she wants to. She's trying to heal her own wounds and still trying to function. Not just as a mom, but trying to function as the principal with everything. So yeah, the kid's going to be bad. Yeah, everything is going to be discombobulated and disarray. Yes, there's going to be a whole lot of disorderly conduct around these um, premises. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Insist for better out of me rather than replacing me. Oh, Lord. I told you they wasn't going to like this, Jesus. 
No, the women ain't gonna like this message. Of course, why would they? Because women always want to blame men for their pain. Listen, every it's your job to get yourself together. I don't care who it is. You can't go through life broken, hurt, withered. Because the only person you're gonna hurt is yourself. So I learned this a long time ago about having that victim mindset. See, a lot of women they gain power. It's a temp, it's like a uh, temporary fix. With that victim mentality. This guy hurt me. I can never trust again. He cheated on me. I will never give again. He took from me. I will never share again. And she ends up by herself. See bro. I talk about this bro. I tell you guys. The game is, the game is more about you. Than it is about women. My, my show is not about. You know what women are doing. That's what the real people focus on. What women are. What women are doing. Yeah it's good information. But ain't no game. My game, I teach you on what to say to a woman. My game, my whole thing is geared to her. Okay, if the one, you know, when you meet a woman, how to deal with her, she ain't doing that bounce. This game is more about you than it is about her. Bro, when I walk in the building with a room full of women, I don't care what they're saying or what she got on. I'm going to change that up anyway. You know, that's walking in power and dominion. When you are the alpha in your own domain. That's what it comes down to. See. That's in between the red pill. Versus the game masters. Or the game kings. Or whatever you want to call it. The dating coaches. The pickup artists. The pimps. The players. The mats. Because we focus on. Man it's on you. But see, betas focus on what women are doing. What women are not. But I focus on I am. I focus on what I what I are, not what she is. So that's something your birthright to the woman. Meaning more concerned about what she is than who you are. Come on, let's go. Let's go from the scriptures to anatomy. Anatomically. Men pour in. Life begins when men pour in. It does. That's why you got all these women talking about some, oh, we create life. No, you don't. If a man didn't knock you up, even when women go down there and they go to these clinics, artificial assimilation is just a woman using a man's sperm to still put inside of her in the egg. She just didn't go through the physical act of sex. That's all it is. Still need the sperm. See, in the cosmology, they always try to, when they talk about the Amazonian woman, that was the woman that had sperm in her, uh, in the bone marrow. <laughs> but no woman in the real world and real earth is born with sperm and bone marrow. The woman life begins when a man impregnates a woman, both anatomically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Let's go. You were designed to pour in. You were designed to preserve what is poured in. As it is in the physical, so it is in the spiritual. We are designed to pour in. My wife's brother got sick the other day. Really, really sick. And let me say this, bro. And this, and this is so true. This is why, bro, this has been my longest show ever. Because I really had to break this down, man. 
men, we are designed to pour in, not just to receive. That's why, bro, you just sit back and you receive, you receive, you taking, you taking, you taking, you take. A man will always be perceived to be a bomb, a loser. And we talking about the pimp, and a pimp, it's not about him just taking and taking and taking, because he still pours into the woman with game on how to survive in these streets. Even when she's on a, on a blade for revenue up the avenue. But I digress. We'll talk about that another time. Let me say this, fellas. Please hear me with this. Listen, this is why I encourage you guys to take risks and to live life unabashedly, unashamedly. Because, bro, you're not really out here learning about life as a man on your own. Every man must charter his own path to find his own way to lead his own nation. You cannot lead a nation. That's why, bro, um, and I agree with Kevin Sanders. He's always aptly say this about men, you know, as I've always felt this way also. And he just really echoed my sentiments. You shouldn't even be thinking about marriage till the age of 30. Because at 21, you really can't pour into a woman. And 30 is just the beginning. You still don't know all. Because men are made again. Life is like a marathon for us. Bro. 20 years ago, I couldn't do this. 15 years ago, I couldn't do what I'm doing right now. Maybe even 10 years ago. I wasn't able to sit up there and have a whole podcast, a show. And I'm not trying to be funny or this is no slight anybody. That's when I see these young guys that's trying to be dating coaches at 21, 22, 23, 24. Bruh, they, not, they haven't even been tested yet. They may think they're alpha. No, you're not alpha. You ain't even met the woman that's really going to challenge you yet. How you going to stand to that? How you going to talk about this game of dealing woman? You never lived with the woman before. You've never, you know, quite possibly even had more than 100 sexual different women, uh, sexual partners in your life before. You haven't been tested by life as a man yet. Because, bro, I got to be honest, even at me at 21, 22, 23, I had a lot of game. Oh, I did. But I ain't live it yet. Live through it yet. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like they even really talk about this game at length. You at least need to be 35 as a confirmed bachelor. Not that I was married because that don't count. You ain't even been in the field. Nah. Because, bro, if the game has really been good to you, you don't even really have to think about marriage because you get wife privilege. You get greeted with lady luck your whole life. I'm just going to keep it a buck, man. See, that should be a standard. We'll be called a dating coach, pickup artist. What have you come from? Don't tell me you've been with a woman for 10 years and all of a sudden you saw the light. Now you want to write a book? No, 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 no. That's just one woman you dealt with. Two, three, little, four, little, five, little Indians you dealt with. 
You can't base your experience on this game based off, you know, a, a bad or, you know, a, a decent or whatever relationship. I'm just going to keep it a buck with y'all, man. Why am I saying this? Because your experience is where you can pour in from. I don't want to hear from a guy that just read a book on how to fly, you know, jet fighter planes or whatever. I want to listen to the guy that's, hey, I had 10, 15, 20 years experience of doing this, flying these planes, understanding, you know, the altitude, the altitude and how to fly through this and that. And, you know, now he has something known as credibility. But for you guys, you ain't living life. You just out here, work, home, work, home. You're not testing your limits. You don't travel. You're not doing anything. When you meet a woman, she's going to get bored because you're too practical for her. Just being honest, especially nowadays. She feel like, damn, this man can't feed me. I got more game than him. Listen, women always want men that's better than them. Women need men they can look up to. That's the man that can pour into her. When a woman feels like she has more things figured out than you in life. See, women even talk about this whole cash money thing about when we're talking all this cash job about a man making more money than them. That's what it really means to her. If I'm making 100000 you're making 50000 how could you tell me anything? There's a deficit there. I'm better than you. Even the woman is incorrect on that. Because a man, you're so much more than just a dollar. You're so much more than just a coin. You're so much more than just a bag. You're so much more than just material. Because one thing about it, God ain't through with me yet. Sometimes, bro, a woman just start making more money than you because you know why? Your vision is bigger than hers. She has a job. You're thinking about curing cancer. That takes more time. than going to get a four or five year bachelor, master's, or even doctor's degree. Because God ain't through with me yet. Real visions, real things take time to build. And that's why, bro, you can't be feeling bad when you meet a woman, she made more money than you today. That's just today. Girl, my prospects are higher than that. Huh. 100,000. That's okay. Someday I'll be making that in, in, in a month. Know what she got to say. Your purpose. That's what keeps your head up and keeps you looking forward, onward, and moving upward. Let's go. I've got this big picture here. It looks good. It's nice. It's fancy. It's cute. It's fine. It's wonderful. And honestly, it's expensive. But it's empty. why you got so many women they look so good but they're yet and still they're so empty let me say this bro is he the, the the good bishop is talking about thirst and a lot of women are thirsty for knowledge a lot of women are thirsty because even though she's filled up with bull it's like empty calories you ever ate like let's say chinese food you just ate and you get hungry all of a sudden again empty calories junk food is empty calories 
It doesn't really fill you up. It doesn't really, it's not good for nourishment. It doesn't stick to your bones. That's what happens when you eat processed food. And a lot of women are filled with artificial sweeteners and drinks and processed food in their spirit and their emotional cresses. And that's why you see women always out in the club and stuff. They're unfulfilled. They're looking, listen, whether they realize or not, they're looking for that man to pour into her, to fill her up. The problem is that she got too much junk in her. She, even if you are the man to fill her up, they think they want that, but then they don't even know how to respond to it when it comes to them. And that's you like, look like, it's a lot of women that look good on the outside, but they're empty on the inside. And you're like, damn, how can something look so good but be so empty? So we look good to the community. We look good to everybody. But behind closed doors, you ain't pouring nothing into me. And even for a man, that's why I tell you guys, don't just get caught up on your imagery. I'm in the weight room. I look good. I got a car. I got a house. I got money. But you ain't pouring into them. You guys have all these women around you, but you ain't giving them no game. You're not instructing. You're not leading. You're not guiding. And see, a lot of women, they're going to try to argue with you. Like me. A lot of women, well, I disagree with that point. And I'm like, girl, this is the truth. Because I am the truth. I am the light. See, bro, y'all want to sit around and have conversation with women, but it's about communication. I'm not here to get your opinion. Bro, when I meet a woman, forget what she wants. I'll tell y'all this, man. Communicate with the woman. I am. And what you are. And you give her an identity. That's why I always tell you guys, man, there's real power in that. When I meet a woman, I may just look at her and call, and call her Kiwi. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I say she's a little light-skinned, a little cute, yellow thing. Kiwi, come here, Kiwi. I'm giving her an identity. <laughs> she don't even realize it. She likes it, though. It's charming. It sounds good to her. But she don't even understand the power of me giving her an identity. Because I'm here for communication, not conversation. It ain't conversation that rules the nation. It's communication that rules the nation. You're the superior, you're her superior. When your boss, you have a conversation with your boss, they tell you what it is. They communicate to you. You communicate to the woman what it is and what it's going to be. So when I meet a woman, I tell her, hey, come here. You know what? Come here, Kiwi. I see you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, you like that good passion fruit right now. I tell you what, take my number down. Yeah. Do a, do yourself a favor, baby. Take my number down. Yeah. 555-555-5555. See, I'm communicating every time. When a woman says something to you, that's how you pouring in. You communicate. But y'all something, y'all taking hints, y'all taking instructions, y'all taking game from women. That's why I'm believing you guys sitting up here listening to these female dating coaches trying to tell you how to get a woman. What? No, I don't agree with that. You learn a game from a woman on how to get a woman? What sense does that make? 
A fisherman doesn't go to a fish and ask how to catch the fish. He goes to another fisherman and asks how to catch fish. A hunter doesn't go to the deer and say, hey, Mr. Deer. Hey, Mr. Bambi. How do I catch you? He goes to an hunter, a droid hunter, and asks, how do you catch the deer? How do you hunt the deer? So that's what it is, man. That's how that goes. That's how it flows. But a lot of you guys are just like Adam, letting Eve feed you the apple and give you the game. You're asking her for validation. I tell women all the time, baby, you got questions, I got answers. And it makes me feel so damn good and so proud to say that. It ain't about you, you know, uh, thinking you know everything. So a lot of times, bro, it's just your perspective, your take. When I speak to young man, I'm not always trying to be right. I just make it make sense, man. That's all. But double salute to each and every one of you. I may come up with another part of this. I don't know. But take care. Be well. Live well. Till next time, be the primal beast and living and performing at your absolute optimal best. Salute. Talk to you soon. Bless up.